0: Holy shit, you actually came back. I can't believe it. Well, if you liked the last two episodes, uh, hopefully you'll like this one too. If you've ever picked up an issue of Lowrider magazine, then you've definitely seen this guy's work. Today we're going to be talking with Marco Patino. The guy's a prolific photographer, and I was really stoked at the conversation we had. It went a lot longer than I thought it would, but. I don't think that's a bad thing. You guys will have to let me know if you want these longer, longer format or a shorter format, and I'll do the best I can to accommodate you. I always want to thank the guys that sponsor us here at The Low Word. Uh, First of all, Jamco. They sent all the suspension for the 41 Buick, my Super Coupe, and even with the tail dragger stance, it rides fantastic. Zendex tools for their GoJacks. If you guys don't know what these things are, they're definitely worth your time in looking it up. Uh, they're kind of like little forklifts uh, that go under each tire of your vehicle, and then when you jack it up, you can just push the car around like a, like a shopping cart almost. If you've got limited workspace, these things are absolutely worth being on your list. And then, of course, Elite Audio Intent uh, in Elk Grove. They did all the stereo gear for the for my Truckee Verde. And it just makes cruising it around that much better. Uh, Hope you guys like the show. It's a little bit long, uh, but again, I'm just kind of figuring this out. So let me know what you think. Uh, Do you want longer format, shorter format? Uh, I'm open to hearing your suggestions. Thanks again for giving me a shot, and I hope you enjoy the show.
1: You know what? We we just ran out of
0: time. I gotta go. That would so be my (laughs) luck. You're like, what, what, what? what? Go for it. He's like, that's it, idiot. I'm done. I'm tired. So, so did you
1: find which one works for you, you said?
0: Yeah, it was the first one. I think the problem was I was getting, um, I get like nervous, like it's not working, and so. I was fiddling with it, and I think it's because I tried to listen to it while I was talking to you on oh, the call, active.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, so, well, I guess let's, we'll, we'll jump right in. Um, so i I'm sure I'll, you know, talk about how prolific and amazing you are at the beginning of the podcast to that? introduce what are, what are you. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's amazing. Um, Man, I'll never forget sitting there at Cruise to the Lake with the Los Los Bolivardos guys, and like everybody starts yelling for me, and I thought somebody was like messing with my car, and they're like Marco Patino's taking pictures of your galaxy. He wants you to take. He wants to take pictures of your galaxy, and I was like, man, shut up, that's not real. And they're like, no, like you know who Marco Patino is, right? And I was like. Yeah, like, I've been reading Lowrider magazine since, like, 92, like when I was in high school. And, uh, yeah, so, like, running down there and, like, meeting you for the first time and then, like, watching you shoot. And you were with a – I can't remember his name. I think he's doing Bombs Only?
1: That was um, that was Steve Cadeo, and, and uh, he's a, he was the editor and basically the, the daddy of that magazine. And, like, we talked about recently, you know, he – uh, unfortunately he passed away a couple of years ago so
0: Oh I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he had throat cancer, so he was trying to do the bomb magazine doing chemo and everything and it just uh, he couldn't do it man. Just man. too much it took too much out of him. I didn't so put two and two
0: together that those were the same yeah. guy.
1: Yep. Well so basically um the magazine they want to do it again but it's just right now it's so expensive and you know who knows there's no figurehead there to really do it right now.
0: That seems uh, to be the story with all, all the magazines that I love. You know, they're they're all right? fighting to stay alive, or or they're they're just getting the ass. Yeah, they
1: got.
0: Dude, so what? What I was hoping that we could spend time about is like, like how? So you were working at a parts counter at Nissan,
1: right? Parts environment. Marcus, speaking. Can I have you?
0: Yeah, and then shooting like on <laughs> the exactly. side.
1: Yeah, it was Nissan, and then what I was doing was. If you want to jump right in, yeah. Basically, basically, I was walking around with my camera, film camera at the time, and just taking pictures of cars and stuff. And then um, I just had friends that were girls, and they just happened to just like to go to car shows, you know. And oh, you poor they, bastard! They would get dressed up and look pretty, and you know, back then they was not like super skimpy. You know, they wear dresses and stuff or short shirts, and I would take pictures of them around the cars. And then you know, people started like noticing that we were posing them and stuff. So then, at one car show in towards East LA, uh, the technical editor at the time for Loretta Magazine, Mr. Dick Deloge, rest in peace, um, basically saw me working, and he came up to me and he just said, "Hey, um, I know you're. Uh, looks like you know what you're doing." Uh, and inside of my head, dude, I'm like, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! This is Dick Deloge from Loretta Magazine, the technical editor. He's coming up to me and he's asking me about photography." Right. So then I'm just like, what? So I just went with it and said, oh yeah, you know, I, you know, I know who you are.
0: So did you know who he was like on site? Because you. Oh
1: yeah, because uh. had his pink hat, he had the pink hat too, man. Yeah, uh. pink, yeah, pink uh. pants, and he had his lowrider T-shirt, and he had his little uh, Nikon camera around his neck, and his uh, recorder and his little notebook. So he was, he was there working in that. Nice. Yeah, so I was just like I said, taking pictures, just regular print film, take it to thrifties or Costco or whatever, get it developed, and just had four by six glosses, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean this is this is all pre like internet.
1: Pre internet, yeah, exactly. I mean there there was maybe internet, but it was like. Dialogue,
0: <laughs> right? Not like, not like anything. No, it's like social media. Really, I mean AOL, right? Like, but that's it. AOL,
1: that was it. That was you know the chat rooms. Uh, I never did chat rooms, but Victor uh, Loge did, and he was the one that basically got Lowrider into um, into the 20th century as far as computers. He's the one that introduced the Mac Classic. Believe it or not. That was that's what we used to write stories
0: <laughs> back when uh, back when the center folds were brought to you by Budweiser.
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah.
0: The yeah. good old days.
1: Yeah, you know it was, was kind of cool. I mean, in a way, it's like it's kind of like a, a time stamp that you know you'll never see that kind of stuff again, as far as I know, anyway. You know, yeah. especially if you want to be in a Walmart or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, to hit on that like later on, but so like yeah. so you meet meet Dick DeLoach at, like and was this at like Oakland or down in L.A. or
1: this is towards East L.A. in the city of Montebello, and it was at a local high school event, just basically a car show, you know, and stuff. And at the time, um, Orly's magazine—I don't know if you remember. Orly's, yeah, like, I do. That was kind of the competition, right? So the guy that used to be there. Uh, basically shooting at Lowrider Magazine. Um, his name is Tony Parker, and he kind of was kind of a jerk. I hate to say it, but he, he was... Um, <laughs> Good buddy he, of yours, huh? <laughs> no, he, he did not like... He actually... He, he was my nemesis after a while because once he left and he started doing stuff for Ortiz, um, and then he sees this guy. Who's this guy? Marco Patino, you know? Right. And yeah, he wasn't... easy a decent photographer, but he was just kind of like a... a a rude, crass person, like, you know, I could tell these stories, but anyways, so... Well, I like there. stories. I'm here for well, stories. But so, so he was there at the car show, <laughs> and when I met Dick DeLoge, and we are there taking pictures uh, at the awards and stuff, and then Tony's like, oh, yeah, all these magazines going to come out and blow you guys away, rider magazines, and that thing." blah, 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 this and that, and I'm, just, and I'm just like this young guy that hasn't even been published yet, and I'm like, why is this guy being a jerk? <laughs> right. And then that's when Dick Deloge came up. He was, oh, don't worry about it. He, he was a freelancer. We're not doing anything with him anymore because he's working with the competition. And But, you know, Dick Deloge got along with everybody. He would say hello. He would say uh, hello. Oh,
0: so he devil. was double dipping and Lowrider wasn't feeling that.
1: No, no, he was already gone from Lowrider. Oh, okay. So he was, But he was mad that, you know, here's this guy already shooting. And he didn't know me from Adam, but the thing is, he thought I was already there with Dick DeLoach, and I'm like, who would have thought that that's what would end up happening because Dick basically started feeding me freelance work through Al- Alberto, the owner, and uh, there's a the trick, dude, because when I first went over to the offices, he goes, oh. Dick goes, okay, well, you know, bring some pictures, you know, bring your portfolio. I'm usually there Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know. Come by when I'm there, and then you could be...
0: So let's, let's stop right there for a second. Okay. So Dick DeLoach is like... Yeah, I mean, you're talking to Lowrider, you know, like royalty. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, you know, hey, swing by Lowrider magazine offices. Bring your portfolio. Yep. Did you have a portfolio? Like, did you? Were you like yeah, in yeah. full panic mode? Like, have like? Let me, let let me, me figure your... out what a portfolio is. <laughs> no,
1: let me let me finish it. No, I know what a portfolio. Let me finish what I was saying. Oh, okay. So, cool. So I'm just like, okay, I'll be there like next Tuesday. And honestly, I did not have one iota of a portfolio. <laughs> I should draw. It, I should draw. It. So I had a, my artwork, but okay. that was. But they didn't want to see that. They didn't want to see pictures. So I literally walked into that office with uh, a little envelope of four by six glossy prints. Wow. That I shot at the at that show that day. So, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna meet you know the the head of Lowrider Magazine, Alberto Lopez. And I'm just like, it's like going to go see, you know, like the president or the king. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, you know, I'm in the big, I'm, I'm in like freaking Lowrider Magazine. Yeah. Which was only like uh, 10, 15 minutes away from where I was working at the time. So.
0: Oh, dang. Not even a bad commute.
1: Yeah. I even asked my, my boss at the time, hey, you know, is it right? He goes, yeah, you, you to come back a little late. It's all right. We'll cover for you. I'm like, okay, cool. Great. So I went, went down there with my glossy prints. And uh, sat down and gave uh, the boss that, you know, Alberto, the, the envelope. And he's like going through these pictures and stuff. He's like, yeah, it looks good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looks good angles. Yeah, lighting looks good. So he goes, oh, so uh, Mr. Gulloch says that, um, you know, what you're doing. And that's when he vouched for me. He goes, oh, yeah, you know. And I go, well, what is it that you are doing as far as shooting, he's like, well, first of all, we shoot on slide film. We don't shoot on print. You shot slide before, right? Slide. So I lied. <laughs> I think mean, we shot, like, two, two rolls of, of film, and I think they were Kodachrome, and, which they don't even make anymore. So I said, oh, yeah, I can do that. He goes, well, Mr. DeLoach is going to be on assignment somewhere else, and we need you to cover this event out in Highland Park at the Chevrolet dealership. Can you do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. So... You know, life through my teeth, right? You know, so I I got the assignment. He goes, okay, well, you know, cover the show if it runs. You know, we'll pay you if it doesn't run. It'll be like a practice run. You know, we'll pay you for your gas and your time and your you know your your uh, film and stuff. Processing. Nice. I'm like, hey, I'm like uh, cool. So he goes, yeah, Your name will be at the at the gate and stuff. I'm like, damn, I don't have to pay. So you know, I'm just like this 27 year old kid. You know, with this camera and, yeah. and, one, and just one kind of lens. And I'm just like, okay. So showed up, did the show. I had one of my friends that were, it was a girl, a girl that I shoot with as far as a model. Still friends to this day, my friend Gloria. Nice. I yeah, had her there showing up, you know, just for eye candy. And, uh, she, you know, she loved it. Got the pictures back. They were dark. Oh, and, no. So luckily, it wasn't like a huge show. He goes, "Okay, well, you know, it looks like your metering's off, blah blah blah, and so that." Because what I did back then, I just put it on P for program. I didn't, I didn't do it manually like I learned later. So, um, so Dick Deloge, you know, basically schooled me on how to use manually the camera, which I never really figured out until that time. Okay. I didn't. I never went to school for it. I just kind of picked up the camera. So then we went on location in Orange County to shoot. Uh, I still remember Joey Grosso's mini truck. Here's some desirable minis. This is back in '91, and my friend Melissa uh, Medina was the was the model, and I shot a bunch of pictures of the scissor bed. You know, up and down, got low angles. All that's where I started doing all my low angles. with my very far, first first shoot. I'm just like, hey, this will look cool if I was lower, and then that, that way things would be a little more crazy. Right. And then Dixon Lodge is like, "What are you doing now?" And I said, "I'm getting my angle." He was, okay. So then we got that film back, and it was way better. And yeah. He's like, "Okay, and it looks like you know what you're doing. Um, we'll have you do a couple more things, and then little by little, you know, we'll, we'll you know give you the freelance rate. Blah blah blah. Do you know how to write, right?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I know how to write. <laughs> I did not. Luckily, English was one of my favorite subjects, so." I know how to you know, write stuff, but I just was never a writer. Right. Let, let alone a low rider writer. writer.
0: <laughs> and they had a so lot then, like personality like around that time. Like low writers still like let the personality come through in the writing back then.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, everybody had their own voice. You know, Dick DeLoges totally had their own voice. Um, you know, other people had their own voice. But for some reason I, I just um I just gravitated towards it because I like I like, li- I like language. I like words. So, and, uh, Dick DeLoyce would always, uh, every time I see him at the office, you know, on Tuesdays or Thursdays, he would show me a trick on his Mac. Like, Oh, you know, I'm going to give you a new, uh, trick to do on your Mac. He would give me these little tutorials way before YouTube. Oh man. And then he would also give me the word of the day. He was, Oh, you know what the word of the day is? And I'm like, sure. You can get that on your phone now. right? Right. So this guy was ahead of the curve before there was even a damn curve. That's so, cool. Yeah, so because everything was just typewritten before on a typewriter and a typesetting machine, and, right? You know, we use a light table to look at the at the photographs and stuff. So by then, I just I had to only shoot film, uh, slide film, no more print film. You know, once in a while we shoot black and white for the black and white pages, so we would shoot a roll of black and white. So I would literally have two cameras, one for slide and one for black and white. But after a while, they said, "You know what? It's just we could always just convert it to black and white later on, at, at the press or whatever, or during post production." So from then on, we just ended up shooting slide And little by little, I you know started getting more lenses and more cameras and more gear and stuff. And then uh, one day, uh, basically, they hit me up and say, "Hey, you know, would you like to be uh, full time?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> so I just went. I went uh, one lunchtime over there and they just said, okay, well, you know, if you want, you give your boss a heads up, you know, you can start as soon as next week, because, oh, I don't want to, I, go, I don't want to be shorthanded. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let us know. So I went back and I'm just like, dude, I could not get back fast enough to go tell what was going on. Yeah. And they even understood this is what I wanted to do, you know, this is, this was really what I wanted to do. And... Oh, you could give us a week notice, you know. It's like, oh thanks, you're gonna replace me? I go, Well, oh, you know, go we'll replace you, but yeah, we're gonna miss you. But you know, you're gonna do what you wanna do. I'm like, Hell yeah. That's great. <laughs> so here's this kid that didn't finish high school. I think I think I have seventeen credits still left for me to finish to get my diploma, which I never did.
0: <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that.
1: Oh, dude, I had friends that were judgy, man. They were like, What? are working where? And you never finished high school?
2: I'm yeah. All,
1: I'm all, yeah. I go, so? They're like, don't you want to get your diploma? I'm all, I'm actually working exactly where I want to be, so why? Right. <laughs> why do I have to go to night school when I'm already working, getting paid? <laughs>
0: That's amazing.
1: So, I mean, you can't, I mean, maybe you could do that in some places anymore, but now everybody's got to have a degree and all this stuff. You know? Oh, they want to <laughs>
0: see that paperwork.
1: Oh yeah, it's just like whatever, right? So, so to me, it's like there's this thing in Spanish called ganas, which basically means um, like you, you have the drive, yeah, what you want to do. So I, and even my boss is, hey man, you have ganas, man, that means you're, you're really wanting to do this. I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, one hundred percent. So then I was like. Dude, you know, back then I was like 180, I was like kicking ass, I could do whatever I want, you know, drove wherever I want, you know, because I never had kids or anything, so I had my my square body, brand new 87 pickup, so everybody knew me by that, on my, on my Boyd's, it was like, why don't you got wire wheels? I go, I just like Boyd's. <laughs> I like my Boyd's, like my Boyd's boys wheel, had a glory grill on it, got had the had tonneau cover from uh, Gaylord's, had my bed liner, had my, I mean, dude, I it was all dialed in, I had my... Kenwood six three six pull out stereo. I was styling, dude. Tending my windows. You were
0: killing it.
1: Oh, dude! Everybody knew me from there. And then sometimes when we had local car shows, um, if if the boss could go, which means Alberto, I would set up the booth. I would just throw the easy up in the back of my truck, throw a bunch of magazines in there, a couple of tables, and you know we'd show up and go to Mexicali or whatever, just you know, do all that shit. And you gotta remember too, back then we had the tour you know this is like major tour i mean sometimes we would have up to 17 stops a year yeah So there'd be times where i'm literally like coming home getting ready turning in the film and like booking the, like the next venue so we're like a southwest or whatever we're just i had so many miles dude i bet back then you know you could travel wherever you know didn't have to you know wear a mask or anything you know and it was amazing. I mean, I, I
0: wonder I, what happened to that Nissan,
1: dude. I don't know. I mean, shit. Um, uh, you know, it, actually, the Nissan that he had. Oh, you're, you're talking about the Lowrider Nissan? Yeah,
0: your Nissan.
1: No, no, I had a Chevy swear buddy
0: I, Oh, I, was, I, I wonder what swear. happened. To, well, I wonder what happened to that.
1: But, well, see, that's another story. But with Lowrider. I mean, Lowrider used to have just this, this beige, ugly-ass 720 pickup. <laughs> with a sh- camper shell, it was <laughs> you would never think it would. All had that, but I think they did that on purpose so you don't know. It's, you know, it's their it's their their vehicle
0: undercover. But,
1: yeah. So which, which makes sense. So, but that thing I'm curious. But unfortunately, I uh, I'm jumping ahead here though. I found out recently that Alberto still had you know the mini truck, the Project sixty four, and he also had his thirty nine Chevrolet bomb. Yeah. All gone, really. The Sonoma fire, remember a couple of years ago? No,
0: they burned in that,
1: burned down to the ground. That oh, we went down to the sludge.
0: Did he still have that S10 that extended cab yes. S10 with the pink on the bottom? Gone. Oh, oh that's gone. a crime.
1: Burned to the ground. I mean, yeah, insurance and stuff. That and I doesn't, actually to him, I should talked to him a few weeks ago, and he's doing okay. And you know, he's got a winery now and stuff, so he's up there still in Sonoma with his family. And that's wow, they, they're, they're doing that, they're doing great. So I asked him, Hey, so uh, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, gonna build another car. He goes, Well, there's this guy up here selling a 65 Impala that I'm looking at. I'm like, You're gonna get it. I go, Once you get it, let me know, Al, so we can shoot it for Lowrider today. Nice, <laughs> yeah, right? and he, he, he didn't even know about my Riviera, so I sent him pictures and he was tripping. I was like, Wow, that's your car, I'm like, yeah
0: dude that riviera I, was ridiculous
1: you know it was fun but you know you know i don't have it anymore unfortunately uh, didn't that go to japan know, oh it went to australia and oh. the reason i did that is because you know i like i i'm just saying the, uh, the honeymoon is over right so i um i didn't want it to just sit there in the garage or the like, driveway collect cobwebs and get rusty so i wanted somebody else to enjoy it so my friend that went past steve cadillo that passed away from you know the editor for um, bombs you know custom bombs magazine he um he did the deal for me he went in and we did it actually through ebay but then we went off of ebay so we didn't have to pay the fees and that way the owner didn't have to pay anything i didn't have to pay anything yeah and uh and it went off to this guy named martin i can't even remember his last name back in 2012 and uh he's got it and um you know, I tried to contact them a couple of times to see if uh, if anything uh, you know came of it anymore. But the interesting thing is, once once the car went out there, they had to quarantine it for like a, like a week or two. Yeah, because they found an exotic spider in the container. No. So they asked me, "Hey, you know, were you keeping any exotic spiders in the garage?" I'm like, uh, "No." Well, there was an exotic spider found, and then they were trying to pinpoint where it was, you know... Where it where got picked from. up, right. So, that, so the guy literally had to wait another week before he picked it up at the port. Dang. But once he picked it up, he drove it 100 kilometers from the port home. So he was, like, happy. I go... He's like, it ran like a champ, you know, doesn't league. I said, hey, man, I built the car to drive, you know. I, You know, it's just... I have the same... Uh, if you just build a car and you just sit in it, it's, you know, it's a show car or whatever, you know, it's, it's basically a sofa. You're just sitting in a sofa.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so fun, right? So, I built shit out of it. You know, the engine, it, nothing ever leaked. It, it always ran. Um, there was a, only a, a slight, like a short circuit, maybe, that was happening with the moonroof. So, it, it was probably like a loose ground or something like that, but other than that, it was, it was, I mean, he's got the Sony sound system back then and all these stupid screens I put in there. But I did that because of Sony for, because they sponsored me for SEMA, right? You know, so it was at the SEMA booth.
0: Yeah, I because, remember.
1: But then that's when Joe Ray saw it and he came up to me and he goes, hey man, I want your car for the magazine. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, it looks awesome. Like, dude, that's like, great. I was like, just talk to me when you get back so we can line it up studio i'm like no problem
0: was that the first time that you had one of your own cars in lowrider
1: i actually my square body in 92 actually came out like in a little picture from a car show in Mona, and i'm just like oh there's my car my truck you know I'm yeah. like oh, those guys right i'm like oh shit there it is and i was like to me that was like awesome that it actually came out in freaking the car show that was my, like like it's a surprise right this is, <laughs> that's this cool is this is before I was even um, asked to, you know, come on board. And oh, wow. So, so I'm an enthusiast, and then all of a sudden, here's my truck at a, at a car show coverage. I'm like, damn. So as far as um, uh, shit being hit up by Joe Ray, there was another person that actually was there at the car show. And I don't know if you remember Blackie. He used to do car shows up north. I and think so. He had a beard. And, uh, he, he, he just looked kind of like a... Uh, like a Greek, uh, Grizzly Adams with the grayish beard and hair. Yeah. You always, always wear black. Uh, yeah, so I,
0: yeah got, I remember Blackie.
1: Well, so Blackie
0: had a show, right? He was out of Fresno. Yeah. So he yeah, he Adams. had the uh, Blackie Gagean, right? Yep. And he, and he had the, the, he's the guy that had the first over under show car. Yep. He had the, uh, uh Model T. And he chromed all the suspension and like him and his boys would go over and put it up on its wheel side and then they'd yep. come every ever half hour and put it down. Yep. Yeah, dude, so, I know who Blackie Gajian is.
1: So Blackie was there at the, at the show and he was in his little cart by then because, you know, he's older. And to get into his show, you know, the later shows, you had to, all, you could only be invited by him. Yeah. So he came up to me and as soon as he came up to me, I, I, so every time I think about it, I get chills he actually came up to me, he goes, here you go, my friend. I'm like, oh shit, I got invited to the show.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. It's like getting the Wonka ticket, dude. Yeah. Ticket. And all my friends that helped me build up were like, damn, you got invited to Blackie's show without even trying.
0: Yep.
1: And I don't know, so first of all, I got hit up by Joe Ray, and then I got, Blackie's invite me, I'm like, what the hell? And then, you know, Sony's, you know, helping me out with everything, and then, All of my friends that were, I don't say haters, but they were doubters, they're looking at me like, what? Like, they're just tripping out on all the stuff that happened. But, hey, man, you know, it's like building a car. You know, it didn't happen overnight. There was a lot of shit Seems to be a
0: theme in your life, man.
1: Dude, I was just like, even when we were building my car, I had sleep deprivation because I had slept for like three days while we were putting it all together. I'm sure. I was, dude sleep deprivation. I was talking about a model and the painter at the same time. And it, I was rambling and they're like, dude, you need to go home. So <laughs> the reason I had, luckily I had to go home because uh, we were missing the flywheel. And I'm like, what? Where's the flywheel? And I go, wait a minute. I know exactly where there was one. It was leaning up against the fence in my, in my driveway.
0: Oh, dang. <laughs>
1: so it was like two o'clock in the morning. I went, I took a shower real quick, drank some juice, Got the freaking flywheel. Went back to the shop, painted it black just to make it look cleaner. Slapped it on, and I'm just like, they're like, how did you do that? They're like, I just happened to have one.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: It's just weird shit that happens when you build a car, right? And just the weirdest stuff, but it actually worked out cool. And um, even the painter was a knucklehead though, because he was so into the USC game at the time. Like, dude. You need to finish buffing out the car. He goes, "Oh no, I gotta watch my, I gotta watch my clothes." I go, "Dude, you gotta finish this car because it's going." <laughs> he was literally buffing the car while we were getting it into the hauler. No they way. Had, they, came to pick, they made sure that my car was the last car to get on because my car was literally being put together before it got there. So once the hauler got there, I'm like. His, his name is Reuben Bugs Ochoa. I go, hey, Bugs, you want to get in front and try to buff it up? He goes, why in the front? And then my friend's dad, he's like, so we could run you over with the car. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't be in that position right now if you didn't watch that stupid game. Yeah. But I hope you, one of my other friends, I hope you're, your team lost. <laughs> By then, I didn't care. I just had butterflies. And I'm just like, man, and, you know, in the hall it was so that's back
0: when lowrider had the the big lowrider hauler the beautiful yep. semi with like all the stuff on the side and
1: yeah yeah exactly dude i can't
0: tell you um because i mean i live i grew up in sacramento oh yeah and that hauler like it seemed like it was destiny like almost every time that hauler went through sacramento i ended up on the freeway next to it Right? And seeing that thing going down a freeway, dude, it was just, like, chills. Like, all the hair would stand up on the back of my neck. Like, just driving my car next to it. Like, you felt like you were, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it was either coming or going from the Cal Expo Center or something, right?
0: Well, back before Sacramento basically outlawed lowriders.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And then, you know, or us go to the Cow Palace. and Those are great shows, man. I mean i wish those shows were still happening but whatever
0: dude the cow palace i the last i would the last cow palace show i went to do you'll you'll love this so i just put the the motor i went from a 289 to the 351 windsor in my galaxy okay before this is before it was a stroker motor but i just put it in you know i did the edelbrock like uh kit for it you know and Uh like and it was still, like, original paint, so it's kind of rough-looking. And I, yes. I I didn't even have wheels on it yet. So I drove to San Jose, and I picked up a buddy of mine. Uh-huh. And we're going down towards Cow Palace. I think we're on 101. And this guy pulls up next to me this gold chainer in a Lambo uh, Coontosh. Oh, my god! And behind him is another black. Uh, both cars are black, a uh, 308. And so... I had just put the motor in, so I had all new exhaust, you know, like I had custom uh, Flowmaster. Ended my, I had a girlfriend at the time that worked for Flowmaster, and so they uh-huh. custom made me a set of mufflers back when they were still in Santa Rosa. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, I put it in neutral, and I leaned over to my buddy. I was like, hey, watch this, and I rev it up. And he's like, dude, that's a Lamborghini. And I was like, I'm not trying to race him. I just want to hear him rev it up. Yeah. You yeah, know, I want yeah. to hear the music. Yeah. And so the dude, the gold chainer in the Lambo is like looking over at me and I rev up and he smiles at me and he he goes to rev it up and he goes boom 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 and he blows the motor. Yeah. And so like dude, it just it came apart like a paper bag in rain. Really? Like, and it's so, like, he, like he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and in my rearview mirror, I can see smoke and oil, and, like, the Ferrari that was behind him starts weaving back and forth, because yeah. the pieces yeah. are hitting the front of his
1: car. Yeah, and then the other cars are probably going, what the hell's going on?
0: <laughs> i felt so bad i was like oh my god if i hadn't revved at him his he probably would have drove home just fine <laughs> hey,
1: you know what he probably uh, he could probably afford a new a new engine if not a new car right
0: uh i hope so i still feel bad about that to this day but that's the I last lowrider sure, show right. at the cow palace that i went to
1: yeah sure, you probably felt good because you were able to do that and he wasn't
0: <laughs> well yeah i spent a little bit less money than him
1: <laughs> yeah kind of right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's kind of like that. Actually, you remind me of one time I actually was driving up to Pastor Robles with my car because that was kind of where I debuted. Uh,
0: yeah, that was the, at the uh, the custom Show, right? The, yeah, it was custom.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was the last one, I think. I, I want to say that, that was the last one they ever had there. So, so I had, like I said, I had some naysayers thinking, oh, you know, yeah, you're not going to drive this car. I'm like, hell yeah. So I drove up there, and I had a buddy of mine. Um, he was driving his beautiful 65 El Camino, um, Epstein's son. His name's Frankie Epstein. Okay. So I'm, I'm driving up there, and he's, like, right next to me, looking at me like, like, that's you driving this car? I'm, like, I'm looking at him, like, that's right, I'm driving this car. You know, we just, it was, like, a, almost like a psychic thing, tally, talking to each other yeah. while we're on the 101, and he's, like, tripping out, and he just gave, gave me a thumbs up. Well, prior to that, I don't know. Do you remember the SS version of the Dodge pickup? You know how uh, Chevy had their like yeah, they nice put three-
0: the uh, Viper motor in it.
1: Yeah. So what they so this guy was messing with me, and I'm like, oh man. And I had a buddy of mine, Roland, who used to do video for um, for uh, lots of other people. And he's like, I go, hey, and we we're on our cell phones. And I go, hey, watch this. He's all like, oh, that guy's messing with you. I'm like, yep, check this out. So all of a sudden, I just because you know, it was a and it was built like you know. Like a ton of bricks, and then all of a sudden, I probably left him about seven or eight car lengths back from where he was, and he just he couldn't he couldn't catch up with me, dude.
0: Was that the the single four barrel? or Was that the GS dual four barrel dual, motor?
1: Dual quads, dude. And it was just like I just I, I told my buddy, "What'd you think?" Because you must have you must have laid out at least a, ga- a gallon of gas. Right? And I said, "I, I think so," <laughs> but that guy. That guy, oh, yeah, because it was kind of like a little, it was kind of through Santa Maria as so we were heading up, so it was kind of like a little slalom area. It was kind of neat. And I just said, Psh, man. So when we got up to, uh, I guess it was a little more of a little plateau, he finally caught up to me, and he just, like, waved at me. And I'm like, ah, ah,
0: ah. That's awesome.
1: So, because, you know, and then I had friends that told me that when I was going down the 101, like, towards, I guess when I was going through a Santa Barbara at one point, and through, um, actually, Ventura, he goes, Mark, you could see your top of your car at least a mile away, if not two miles away, it's twinkling as it came to 101. I'm like, really? He goes, oh, yeah, your car was, like, freaking just glowing.
0: I'm like, it was like a, I, That thing was like a fishing lure. I mean, it was so oh, beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah it, was, it was. It You know, we had pearls. It was actually Sicken's paint. It was not um, house colors, just because we I wanted to be different, and they had some beautiful colors. Yeah. And then, and then plus uh, Bugs... Um, You know, made a a, a custom mix with the pearl, and I'm like, "Because what do we call it?" I won't. I I I kind of like calling it Bugs Green, for the fact that a lot of these little gnats and bugs just gravitated and started landing on it. (laughs) (laughs) You know how bees or whatever will go to something bright like yellow or something. It seemed like all these little gnats were just like landing on there, and I'm like, "What the hell?" So I called it Bugs Green.
0: That's awesome. (laughs)
1: I don't know if you remember garage magazine but it, they did a, I do they did a story on it and they you know they talked to bugs and i I got to photograph him his portrait you know with my car and damn it i i, I don't I can't find it anymore if you ever come across one a garage you know, magazine yeah with my car in there because i i just uh I, I don't you know i moved so many times that I don't even know where half my shit is anymore so
0: i've got most of my magazines still packed but garage magazine i actually ended up picking up multiples because oh, okay. i sent some to um some guys in australia oh nice and i think one a couple of them came back so if i if one yeah
1: one, if, find one, if i find know. one i'll let you know yeah yeah let me know because um uh i have a copy of i do have a copy of when my car was in Rider. Because there was two different covers, I don't know if you remember. We used to do cover with the girl and without the girl.
0: Yeah, that was when Walmart made the uh, forced you guys to do in that change.
1: But you know what? Actually, actually, it was kind of cool because you get to have two different versions. You know, I mean, true. It was it was not really a marketing ploy. Everybody think, oh, you're just trying to make more money. I'm like, dude, I didn't get no money from that freaking cover. Right. I, I I'm on salary. I don't get extra. I go. I could get extra copies, but so. That's not-
0: Let's. How? What was that like at Lowrider? because so, they were making the transition, like the government was forcing like cigarettes and alcohol out of print, Girl. like, and then Walmart comes along, and they're the biggest buyer of print there is.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: And I remember when that was going down, and like I remember hearing people talk about it at shows, like that Lowrider was going to do a clean version or a cleaner version just yeah. because walmart required it and i thought man low riders the they're the biggest selling car magazine in the world they don't need walmart no. like why would they do that but then they did
1: well yeah basically because because a lot of these mom-and-pop stores basically were going out of business yeah a lot of maker stores weren't really carrying the magazine anymore because you know sales were kind of dwindling and those are the mom-and-pop places because everything was getting expensive as far as distribution so it only made sense to be in the Targets and the Supermarkets and the Walmarts.
2: That makes sense. Because that's
1: where a lot more people go. So you have, you have more, you have more of a, a presence on the newsstand. Right. Which makes sense. To, I mean, to us, like, you know, we had our subscribers, but subscribers didn't, you know, carry the magazine. It was basically the, the, the newsstand that carried it, you know. Plus whatever advertising we picked up to cover up, you know, the alcohol stuff, you know, like a, uh, you know, get Maguires and Mothers, and you know those guys. You know, by that's then, when you they,
0: guys started feel, doing like all those wheel ads too.
1: Oh my God, yeah! But you know, you know, because Barry McGuire is pretty. Uh, from my, what I hear, he's kind of a religious guy, so I think that's when he jumped in more so because uh, all the eye candy was basically gone. Right. If, if not only inside the book, and you know, even then, that's when I started doing my pinup stuff because that was still classy but sexy you
0: know well you did that 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 i'll never forget i got um because i was kind of transitioning um like i mean i still have the the love that i always had for lowriders but like um my personal like for i was starting to build my my galaxy and so like my my heart was transitioning towards that that kind of bellflower like larry watson era um and then, like, the whole, like, the, like, traditional hot rods were making a comeback at that time. And, yes. like, the rat rod thing before that, the term was an ugly term. Like, yep, it just yep. referring to traditional, that whole thing was kicking off. And then yep. here you came in and you did this photo shoot. And I think it was, like, a, what, like, a, it was a 30-something Chevy bomb style. And she had, like, the rose in her hair and, like, the period dress and...
1: And the camera? Yeah, and that's I was the like, camera. "Yeah, that's Karina. That's uh, that was with uh, Senior Deluxe. That was uh, Epstein's 1939 Chevy uh, Deluxe. Yeah, we shot that in the studio." Dude, I
0: think about that. I'll, I was thinking, if this is the direction Lowriders going. I'm, I'm for it. I'm there. Well, we and, that, thinking, and then well, it just went away.
1: Well, because you know, by then they just don't didn't want any chicks, and you know, they they cut our budget, so you know, we didn't have any makeup artists anymore, and we didn't have any stylists. You know, they were cutting the legs off from underneath us, so we had to do what we we had to do. So, I mean, I still want to do it, I and mean, we just we're actually planning a kind of a big shoot, <clears throat> just to give you a little uh, heads-up. Uh, I like heads-ups. So we're going to be doing something with Zoot Suit, Al with their Zoot stuff, and we're going to do, like, a vintage uh, uh, photo shoot with the bomb and, and, like, a girl, you know, done, done up as a... You know, like 40s, maybe 1940s style. Is this for
0: Lowrider, or?
1: No, this is for Lowrider Today. Yeah, oh, man. For low rider. Yeah, because Lowrider, basically Lowrider is no longer around as far as physically. They're just a name only. And yeah. On, uh, and online. So when you see the car show stuff, it's basically they're tagging their name on, you know, basically the whoever's the promoter that, that's having that venue. It's just like, you know, when you go to Qualcomm Stadium, you know, you're, they're paying for the name, you know. Yeah. That name brings people in, so they and they're not stupid about that. But at the same time, the people that are are running the, the magazines or whatever you want to call them these days are, are not they're not print people. They're they're online media people, and they just don't get the market. So that's why we kind of created Lowrider Today because um, we're filling that niche, and eventually we want to do like. Not necessarily a magazine, but like a quarterly or maybe a biannually, have a nice book, and uh, with nice paper and gloss, and and and, uh, and make that more of a, a showpiece. Like you know, like we kind of talk about the Rudder Journal, yeah, being such a showpiece quality book. But even then, I uh, hear that you know they're not doing that much print anymore because it's so damn expensive.
0: I don't. I well. There's a lot of different stories going around, and I don't want to
1: spin, oh, yeah.
0: spin rumors. I'm a huge, uh, huge, huge fan of the Rotters Journal. I've got oh, yeah. every issue, um, yep. and I, I, I mean, I, I've wore out. I don't know how many copies of like number oh, yeah. twelve with the the Black Flies Riviera in it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, such yeah. a a fan, and I've talked oh. with uh, talked with Steve a couple times. Um, about my Galaxy, and then um, when I picked up my Buick, yeah. he, I guess he came across some pictures. I think of like when uh, Blue Collar put the scoops in the fenders for me, okay. And one of the other, one of the writers at the Rogers Journal at the time was building a '41 Buick. All right. And uh, they were so. So kind, you know, such like really nice, and so i've got I've got no bad things to say, but
1: Oh, no no no, no. um I actually was supposed to shoot something for him years ago, and you know we believe it or not, the last time I seen him physically was when I saw Big Daddy at moon eyes before he passed away,
0: oh big, man,
1: big, big daddy was there signing away, so and we were talking and and at the time, I'm not sure if he ever did get it, uh Steve just picked up a Riviera,
0: yeah, he got it.
1: And he was gonna go ahead and, and do it up, you know, kind of like bellflower style or whatever. I think
0: he picked up two or three of them. Oh my! Goodness. And they were at the uh, they were at the warehouse because um, I was talking with uh, God. I feel terrible. I can't remember her name. I she was so cool. Um, Sand the Sanderson's daughter. Yes. Um, she was working for them, and we ended up like um, talking a bunch of the times at like shows. Um, and uh, then I got the, Sanderson did all the headers did an exhaust work on my Galaxy and then she walked in and she's like what are you doing here and like <laughs> me and her brother like eating burritos and like hanging out <laughs> over with <laughs> Brizio <laughs> want
1: to hear something funny I actually got a set of headers from Sanderson for my square body that I had at the time and for some you know for whatever reason I just they just got lost in the mix and I'm just like man I never got to use them I felt so bad Huh? because uh my friend that kevin wilson and trucking was the one that hooked me up and i'm like damn it i felt bad but then you know they let him go and you know he started he started working at the at the competition you know with street was, trucks uh, yeah and you know but then uh, he got sick and they and that's another story so yeah there's a lot of the layers between the, the custom stuff the lowrider stuff the truck stuff so my thing is I. My circles overlap other circles. You know that. They got so, to. Yeah, well, yeah, because, I mean, I, I know guys that are very narrow-minded. They just, oh, it's got to be bow tie, or it's got to be Ford or it's got to be, you know, it's got to be a, a truck or it's got to be a Nissan or it's got to be, you know, Japan, you know, whatever. I, right. I, 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 can see, I can see the point, but at the same time, it's like, dude, mix it up, you know. I, I mean, I, I love it when these guys... Um, get like some kind of trippy car and then they make it into like freaking a low rider or a custom that's why i miss custom rotter because those were the guys that got <sighs> love. it
0: was just getting good when they oh. shut them down and they were just like hitting their stride uh rizzo was running custom rotter yeah, right before they shut it dope. down
1: yeah yeah jim yeah jim was cool with me he let me shoot some stuff from uh rob 48 was there when i shot uh that one car that Marcos uh, built up there out of uh, it was a lucky seven. Amazing, okay. amazing work that they did. The
0: green Merc or that uh, that ch- that, was that a truck. Riviera?
1: It was that Riviera that they had built. I mean, it was one of the last Rivieras that I remember him coming out. Was that the Shit. black one? No, this was a greenish one I think, or bluish. I can't. It's been so long. Yeah, I have but to Rob, go back and look Rob, that up. Yeah, Rob. Rob um, didn't trust... He, he wasn't really good at the studio, but he saw the stuff that I could do. He goes, oh, you could do, do this game. i remember, like, yeah, no problem. So I kind of got a little bit of shit for that because, you know, I was shooting for the other magazine that's not a lowrider magazine, but it overlapped. Like, dude, these are like the cousins of lowriders. Well, why not? So, you know, but it was it was all under the same freaking building. It's just... yeah,
2: They
1: were just like, hey, man, I'm like, uh, you know what? It's my, my friend Rob. You know, he, he had, uh, you know, he's helped me out... In fact, he's the one that hooked me up with the Riviera. Really? So let me go backwards a little bit. Um, I was looking for a car, right? And I was looking for a 59 Buick, like my dad's back in the day. Love those. Those ones were kind of hard to find. But then he goes, hey, man, I know where there's a a car for $1,000 running. It's a 65 Riviera. I'm like, what? Because yeah, it's right here in Santa Ana. It's an old guy. He can't use it anymore because his dad can't get in the car. It's too low for his dad, so he's got to get rid of it. I'm like, all right. So we went down there, checked it out. I said, I'll take it. So, dude, $1,000 Riviera running all parts there.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, you I mean, the fender, the clamshells cost more than the damn Yeah. Part. So it had originally it had it had a four twenty five matching numbers and all that but you know I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna stock restore it right it, I was gonna customize it right you know the purist one said, oh my god it's you know it's matching numbers it's a it's a grand sport blah 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 and I'm just like yeah whatever yeah it'll look
0: <laughs> really good when I'm done
1: <laughs> so so I we did the deal um, I drove it to the lowrider a couple of times when I was you know before it was even done anything to it. Um, it uh, it was like a, the red was so oxidized it looked like it was primer, but it was it was that red, that factory red with the black interior. And on the way home, um, from from the Pomona office where we used to be, I started getting smoke coming through my air vents. I'm like, oh, this is not good. And then more smoke coming into the cab, and I'm just like, I started losing compression and power.
2: Oh man!
1: And then I pulled over, and you know, AAA came pick me up. Took it to my dad's mechanic. Had a Magnaflux. Seven cracks in the block. Dang! <laughs> seven cracks in the block, dude. I mean, I was lucky. I drove it as much as I did, and then all of a sudden, it was... <laughs> so, my dad, my dad goes, what do you want to do? I'm all... Psh. So, I said, well, let me talk to a couple people. So, I don't know if it was Dick Lodge or I think it was Dick Loge. oh, I know uh, Matt at Memory... I mean, uh, what's the name? Memory Lane. Uh, Sunland uh, Tony. So we went to out there, Sunman, talked to him. We found a 401 nail head. Went to a, this place called M&R in Burbank, and they, that guy's name's Matt. Amazing work they did everything. I mean, it took a little while because some of the parts were not like you know off the shelf. Sure. The it's a you know a nail head is only good with another nail head. You can't it doesn't cross over to any other GM product. Right. So umpteen dollars later. <laughs> But, dude, that thing ran like a, t- a clock. It was just, it was amazing. And then uh, we put that in the car. And then, you know, little by little, started doing uh, exhaust. you know, got Magnaflow involved. You know, Victor Lodge was helping me. Project, you know, low, you know, low rod at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was the Dare to be Different project. And uh, I had Steve Stafford do a couple of renderings for me. And, uh, you know, we were going to put like some 17-inch wires. But then after a while, I'm like, you know, uh, that's going to be kind of dated after a while. Cause by then, Bill was kind of getting dated. Even yeah. even back then, right in 07. Which you know, so I because at one point they're like, "Oh, we can get some billets." I'm like, nah, "I kind of want some wires." So then I, we were going to do um, like a baby moon with the the, the Skylark wires, which we kind of did for a while. But then um, uh, that then I started looking at the Supremes. I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm gonna put some Supremes on it. Everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then the low rider purists wanted me to put, like, wire wheels on so Thirteen. So I had, no, I, had, I never went 13, I went, I went 14, because I wanted to fill up the wheel well.
0: Yeah, but that's what, like, those guys were all pushing for. Like, if it didn't have 13s on it, it wasn't a low-rider in oh, the 90s.
1: Yeah, that's their car, this is my car, basically. So I told them, well, that's your car, dude. You know, I had my friend Saul Vargas tell me, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. I'm all... Yeah, but then it's your car, so it's not mine. Because he wanted me to do car- undercarriage and everything. I go look. So I, I, you're trying to make me build a lifestyle car, and nothing against that, but that's not that's not my goal. So, but there was a couple other guys there at the time that were like kind of scouting me, and this is the car wasn't even finished yet. And then I got somebody uh, from the Imperials coming by where I was getting the the suspension and the powder coating done. And they're like, going, oh, so what's up with the car, man? You know, I'm like, I, I was flattered. I bet. You know, these two top car clubs are, like, you know, checking me out. So it was but the Imperials the, and who else? And Lifestyle. Oh, Lifestyle. Dang. So, but at the time, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I like my freedom. You know, nothing against those car clubs, you know. But at the same time, it's like, I haven't even finished this car. Right. Let alone, you know, join any kind of club. So I ended up being... Uh, In the zombies, which you know, there's it's kind of here and there still, not the road zombies, but we were the zombies, and that's the plaque that I had made and everything. And because Dragon Shop was basically affiliated with the zombies, and in our car club, you could have pretty much just about any kind of car club, long as you don't bring any attitudes and everybody likes cars in general, you know, you know, and and that was it. It was a really, you know, first. First rule in our zombie club is there are no set-hard rules. Nice. As long as, as long as you're cool with everybody, you know, it's like a family thing, no problem. So to me, I'd rather be in that type of a car club than, you know, getting a SWAT because, you know, my white wall was a little dirty or something. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like, like you know, different strokes for different folks. So, yeah, that was, it was fun, though, building that car. I mean, it was a headache, but, you know, what car isn't a headache, dude?
0: Dude, no car that anybody wants to look at.
1: Nah, I mean, you know, even the, the big boys like Foose and all that. I You know, I know Chip, and I've, I've gone to his shop, and he would show me stuff. Like, my gosh, you have to do that to do that? And he goes, yep.
2: Yeah.
1: All the little things that nobody will ever see, but he knows, and you know, and I know. You know, it's just amazing. I mean, I would still, to this day, would love to have seen, like, when Boyd was around, he was actually thinking of building a lowrider and 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 uh, Joining up with Lowrider magazine, but he wanted so much money for that. I'm like, dude, we're not here to freaking pay for you to build this a car. Right. Maybe you could do it in conjunction with us, but there's a certain you know look to a Lowrider, and it would have been actually probably badass had he you know jumped in. But at the same time,
0: um, that know, was after he had done the Shazoom, right? The oh, he, the '57 yeah, Chevy was, Roadster. Yeah. And like Foose had moved on, and like Boyd was like trying to transition. Oh yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, and right there in Orange County where we we used to have our first offices, he would. There was a tool and dye company right next door, so he would go there with his girlfriend slash wife, or I don't know what she was. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say his peaches on the side. Oh no! (laughs) And he would go there, and I see him. He's like, "Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Boyd? He oh, nice wheels. I'm like, yeah, well, they are your wheels because I had my square body with his wheels, the, the Avengers, right? And yeah. So what do we think? We th- think we should uh, get together and uh, do a low-runner? I'm like, talk to the boss, man. I'm just a photographer. Right. He goes, I got you. I got you. So, yeah, and, he, and, he, and even as uh, he was driving Mercedes, and even the, that thing had boys on it. It looked good, man. It looked really good. Huh. You're, you're, you're talking, you know, 1999, 2000, right? So, I mean, uh, it, you know, he was still hot, but at the same time, it's just like everybody else was popping up, right? All these other Colorado Customs. Right. And all these other, which, you know, I, I knew Bill over there because I, I ended up getting some uh, Colorado Customs from him at one time when I was doing my, my truck. So, yeah, I went through my, you know, everybody goes through different stages of wheels and stuff like that. So I I, I cherish those days because, Man, it's so hard to build a car now. It's just so, so expensive. And, yeah. Uh, to be different, I mean, if you want to be different, it's like, tch, you got to go buy like a European car and make it a freaking custom now these days to be different, you know?
0: Even then, you're yeah, you're, you got to find something obscure.
1: Yeah, actually, I almost did that. I actually saw a couple of cars that were... Uh, like where they look like kind of a bomb, but they were European, and I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool make a bomb out of that. But then I came across a Nash for like 500 bucks, and I was going to make it like a mini, like, fleet line. And I had, the, I had the rendering and everything done and everything, but I just I just ended up, like, letting it go, because I was just... I, I was gunning for that 59 Buick still. But I, I, I actually was going to make that a, an electric bomb. Like, I was going to get some... Company to like get involved in making a fuel, you know, electric cell and everything, and and it was gonna be, it was actually gonna be kind of cool, but as far as the technology, it was not quite yet there. I mean, it is now, it is now, but it'd still be probably kind of expensive, but it'd be kind of cool. It's
0: gonna happen.
1: Oh yeah, there's guys. Well, I mean, I I remember uh, two years ago when I went to SEMA and they had that one freaking long bed pickup truck.
0: The and orange that, one at General but, in the General Motors booth,
1: but it had all the batteries in the truck, in the in the in the, the freaking bed. I was yeah, like, they, I they Can't were, use this truck.
0: <laughs> yeah, they. I I understand why they did that. I was actually at that SEMA. I don't know how I yeah. missed you.
1: Yeah, it just it was crazy, right? But
0: when I, I remember walking around it, and I was like, oh, it's already happening. I can't believe it's happening this fast. Yeah. And then they showed like the truck bed, the little bed cover was up, and they just like. They just like dropped them in the bed. They weren't even like lined up or like there was. They weren't put in nice. It was they were just like bolted in. And I was like,
1: they looked like they were hauling them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, oh, guys, you got if you're gonna sell this, you got to do it better.
1: Yeah, but yeah. you know, it was it was interesting though. I mean, you know, the, the car, the truck itself was nice. It was beautiful, but yeah, that when you opened it up, you're like, eh, close that lid back down. Yeah,
0: they did it yeah. a lot nicer with uh, when they. Uh, they just did Project X, the '57 yep. Chevy, and oh, they yeah. they cut the whole trunk floor out and they put it in. You know, like
1: oh, but such a controversy. All the guys that are into fuel, dude. Pack. I I posted uh-huh. that up
0: and I was that I am I'm, I'm old enough that I remember when Project X was. They first picked it up, right? And I remember when like they first picked it up. They said specifically, "We got this beater piece of shit '57 Chevy." Yep. We're gonna dial it in, and this is gonna be. And it's basically a really nice engine bay. We can put yep. any engine we want. We're gonna try all kinds of crazy stuff, yep. and this is gonna be our test bed. Yeah, it was basically
1: a mule with the bolt on. Right,
0: and like remember, like that was the car that they first did the the first EFI uh, systems in. Oh, they did oh, yeah. the first throttle bodies in, and every time they did something like that, all the purists lose their shit. Of course. And like so, now they finally bring Project X back, and they put electric in it, and everybody's losing their shit again. And I was like, Black, "That's image. that's what this car is. That's it's what a, it's, it's a for." Test bed, yeah,
1: it's a test bed, it's a mule.
0: I was like, "Guys, give it like give it a year, and that six hundred and thirty whatever big block will be in it instead. Like they're gonna swap all the, the that's the whole the point yeah. of this car is that it's continuously evolving to whatever's the new."
1: Yeah, they'll throw a Cummins in there or whatever. You never. Yeah, know or
0: that. hydrogen or something. Yeah, who knows know. what?
1: I'm just curious to see when the the first electric lowrider is going to come out, or the or the first electric bomb. You know, like you I said, know. That was...
0: I, there's a guy in town. Um, he hit me up and he's like, "Hey man, I'm a fan of the Lord, Like, I love what you're doing. I love how yeah. you're so open minded." Yep. And uh, I was like, man, I appreciate that. He's like, I want you to see my car. I want to see what you think of your car. And I, in my head, I was like, watch this be a goddamn Prius. <laughs> and so I show up at the because um, I, I even the van culture guys have turned me around on minivans, even like oh, and, yeah. and I went over to Asia and saw what those guys are doing with the Hiaces and, you know, the, the yeah. their vans. And I just fell in love. Well, so here I am at this Cars and Coffee, and this guy comes walking up, and you know, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, let's go see your ride, dude." Damned if it wasn't the very first year of the Prius when they changed it from the the they went from the Echo to the Prius, <laughs> and it was bagged, and it was it it, it had a set of um, uh, plus size wheels on it. I think they were stock Toyota, but I yeah. can't remember. But damn if it didn't look all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then he had the the air tanks were painted like uh, he had them dialed in so they look like the AAA batteries. Yeah, yeah. In the back and I've seen a couple Teslas like laid out already but they're more like Euro style. They're not low rider style.
1: Yeah, of course. No, no I understand. And uh, what I tripped out is right up to all the hot import night stuff, all of that stuff just kind of died out, too.
0: It's coming, I feel like it's coming back. So, like, about really, yeah, about six or eight years ago, I started telling guys, you know, hey, start buying the, the cool import shit. Like, yeah. right now, like at the time, you could pick up an NSX for like 25. Yeah. And, like, if you could find an Integra Type R or, oh, yeah. like, a Honda SI or, you know, an Evo or, like, the Supras were start already starting to pick up because of Fast and Furious, but everything else was still pretty cheap. Yeah. And I kept telling guys, I was like, look... Right now, all the guys that played Gran Turismo and like watched this shit on TV and like couldn't afford it when they were in high school, those guys are starting to make. They're graduating college. They got their jobs now. They're starting to make money. Scoop this stuff up because this is going to be the the Hemi Cuda, the you know yeah. the the Corvettes and the the LS you know SS yeah. Camaros and stuff and. And everybody was like, ah, you're full of shit. Like, nobody cares about that stuff, James. You're crazy. And then, what, like, two years ago, they sold a, a Civic SI for, like, $60,000 on Bring a Trailer. Yes, yeah,
1: this is crazy, man. <laughs> I was like, I told you. <laughs> yeah, Oh no, man. Everything old is good again, man.
0: Dude, I love all that stuff. I'm just, I'm too big for it. So oh, I never... Two i never got into it
1: you know i could I actually fit in a Miata once oh yeah they cut know, it in half to get, all, get you out of oh, it dude no my feet went all the way up into the firewall underneath my toe barely my <laughs> friend goes and, my, and it was chick that I was driving my friend didn't she goes you i man like nah nah so I got, and sure enough dude i barely it was not a tight tight squeeze but it was not comfortable could you drive it though Yeah, the thing is, like, if somebody hit me, dude, I would just be part of, like, the sardine, (laughs) sardine, sardine brigade, man. I
0: would be like a Mazda.
1: (laughs) you know, it's just crazy, you know, it's like, the crumple zone on that is like, like, toilet paper. (laughs) It's like, I don't know how they pass it, but I mean, I mean, they're pretty rigid, but, you know, I I just, I I, I like something like a square body around my square head, you
0: know. Dude, I was so stoked when I met you um, at that cruise to the lake. Like that, it's I you you know they say that whole that old saying you know like never meet your heroes. And, yeah,
1: you know what? That's like tough.
0: you were so chill and like open, and then like when I was I was so surprised that you even gave a shit about my Ford because you know oh, no. shooting for for lowrider magazine is basically all Chevys all day long.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But at the same time, there's like the LTDs and you know and stuff like that too.
0: Yeah, but they don't get the love that like you know. But
1: back in the day, you know, they used to do your cars, you know, as low-runners. That's you know. true. That's true. You know, it's and, and I think I think if guys are more open, like the younger guys, especially if they they can't afford a 58 call anymore, you know? dude.
0: Who can?
1: Shit, uh, I don't know. I mean, these guys that are these guys that roll, roll these cars a lot of these guys are flipping cars just to get to that car right it's like it's almost like a a game it's just like okay I'm on this level I'm at this level and now oh I, I you know I could get into that upper tier and it's but then they still have to find you know somebody that's gonna finish it off if it's not themselves and how much is that gonna cost right you know the time is labor is sometimes more expensive than the actual car well, well, I don't know. I
0: don't know, man. Yeah, they're I mean, they used to be able to say that they're not making them anymore, but now companies are. I mean, Woody's is selling 57 oh. Chevys any you oh, want. Yeah. They'll deliver yeah. it to your door. 32 Highboy, you know? Yeah, yeah, the uh oh, the
1: tapping all that shit. I know?
0: mean, I guess it's it's I keep waiting for somebody to say, "Hey, like uh 64 Impalas, we're making them."
1: Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, there's there's there a ton of them made because we just went to this one guy out here in Chino, and that's all he does is impales, and I was impressed because I I'm mean, like, man, look at all that OG metal he still has. But how long did it take for him to find that? Right. But it's there, like you know, you pull a door, there's a door for it there. But you know, I I didn't ask how much it were, but my buddy Saul, he um uh, he he was dropping out some some stuff for him because he was getting some stuff plated, and I'm just like, good lord. Look at all this stock. I mean, talk about Paul Paradise. But but then again, it was not 58 or 59. It was like, you know, after 62 maybe. So 62 to whatever. But even the 70s are, are getting up there now. Yeah. 70, 69, Caprice even.
0: I'm really surprised that the, the, pri- the prices on the glass houses are just skyrocketing, it seems oh, they- like.
1: Actually, they've been like that for a while. Have they? You just, you're, yeah, you're just noticing. Oh, oh yeah. Man. The, the ones that are in the know they they already knew. Like right now, I'm thinking the 73, 74 Monte Carlos are the are the ones that are going to really go up now. Because you hardly yeah. see those, but, but they look they look real good. You know, they look real good with panels on them and those those lines on the sides. I didn't I didn't like them for a while, but I actually like them now.
0: I always had a thing for the the for the uh, like 1987 Regal Limited oh, yeah. yep. T tops bucket seats console yeah. shift. Oh yeah! I mean that was yeah. like pretty much that was like the end of that until uh, they brought the big body Impala back, yep. and you know even and that even when they brought that back, you only got the console shift in '96. They did it yeah. the one year only.
1: Yeah. And then and then they had the Buick version of that, remember? Yeah, the remember Roadmaster. Getting, with the Roadmaster. I remember one time I was at Lowrider when we were in Pomona. And this is probably like '98 or '9. And I saw this badass Roadmaster lowered on billets, and it just looked mean as fuck. And I'm just like, "Holy shit, that thing looks nice!" And that's supposed to be like a grandma car. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not because you know they have those those freaking engines by then they had the fuel injection and all that shit
0: yeah it was the same motor they were putting in the police uh the yeah. crowd the police uh vehicles well that's what the Impala was the Impala was yeah. basically the police package running yeah. gear in you know the civilian car and then like the Roadmasters got like I think they were like a detuned version of that
1: yeah but you could all you got to do is put the chip in there Cause yeah remember they were, everybody was doing the chips back then I mean my truck was chipped <laughs> I had a chip i had a chip that had everything done i could do it you know basically and that thing i had i actually had a static suspension and that trick and cornered like a corvette back then because i used to do that and Man. one time i was right next to Corvette and and a homeboys looking at they're like how oh, the fuck is this guy still with me you know i wasn't doing you know straight on uh, a you know like a straight highway i was doing curves and he's like damn, and and i was on 60s I wasn't on like on 40s or 50s and my 15-inch 60s bi- <laughs> radials, you know, my, freaking my tiger paws back then. I'm just like, oh, shit, this is awesome. Because Chisholm suspension, back in the day, they they were the ones that did it before I went to bags. And, uh, yeah, I, w- I wish I still had that trick, but, um, unfortunately, they stole it and they basically chopped it up. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it, but I've gone through several square bodies. I have one more that I'm going to do, and I found it in the, uh, all places out here, but it's an it's an actually an Arizona truck, and I'm just going to do mild custom on it, you know. And it's actually a GMC. I've never had a GMC truck, so it's a little different, but you know, same metal. Yeah. And I am going to have it like with just like the patina because Marco patina. Yeah. <laughs> no, Marco <laughs> Patino, but I've heard people call me by Marco Patina. I'm like, no, it's with an O, not an A. Oh, okay. So, anyways, yeah that that's my. Probably my last one, because dude, I picked it up for twenty eight hundred dollars.
0: Dude, a square for twenty eight
1: hundred? Yeah, eighty four. It's all blue and nice interior, but I'm gonna probably gonna change it just because I, I like black. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know what color I'm gonna go. I might stay with the blue, just to use the factory color. But the thing is, I, I just I as long as I have it, I don't have to worry about looking for it anymore. Yeah. Oh, you, okay, you disappeared, but I can hear you though.
0: Oh, I'm still here. Are you Are okay. you good?
1: Yeah, I'm good. So anyways, so yeah, I'm not, you know, that's, but I, so did I ever tell you that I, I yeah, I did mention that I found the car that I was looking for before the Buick. Yeah. Yeah, so, because remember, the Buick was the for now car, and everybody tripped out, that's for now car. Right.
2: They're
1: like, what are you going to do to the 59? I'm like, you know what, I actually got my rocks off of the, of the Buick Riviera. I think I'm just going to go mile 60s custom. And, uh, a buddy of mine, his dad actually gave me original, uh, hubcaps for, for that year.
0: So you did pick up the 59 Buick.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in Arizona. I mean, it's in New Mexico right now. It's at my buddy shop. Nice. It's got a 350 in it, which, eh, you know, it's, it's a 350. I don't know. I I mean, I would like to put like something like at least a top end fuel injection or something. But then I hear horror stories about some of these, um, aftermarket EFIs and, uh, I don't know. Do you know anybody that's actually done
0: that? I've seen a, a lot of guys that are dropping LS motors. Uh, actually, when I was having my motor built, uh, yeah. a guy sent me this picture of, he's like, hey, I think you'll like my, my buddy's 60, uh, I think 64 Impala. Okay. And it's kind of a rochy looking, like 6'4 on Hecho and Chino wires, you know? And I was like, okay. hey, that's cool. That's cool. And then he sent me, the next thing he sent me was a video. And he's going down the road. Somebody's his buddy's going down the road, like, and he points at the speedometer. He's doing like 65, 70. And then the camera pans over, and you see that Impala. And then the thing goes almost sideways, and he's just laying rubber and like ridiculous amounts of smoke are pouring out the back. And then the last video he sent me, it had a, a 5.3 junkyard block on it with a, a Hecho and China hairdryer attached to it and he, i don't know what kind of power he was putting down but that little turbo apparently was all that five three needed wow. and uh so i i had my um the the my crank the bearings were going out on my crank in my windsor okay and uh so i started getting this weird noise and i took it to tom up at fe specialties and he was like hey man like I pulled your motor like I I took it down and you know your your bearings are shot like we're gonna have to rebuild this motor Uh, and he's like well how what do you want to do and so at first I was like you know let's put a stroker in it you know let's let's do this and that yeah and uh like Tom was he's he's a real technical dude and you know you let that's the guy you want building your motor you know what I mean uh the guys at the machine shop uh, that he used to have his machine sh- work done at, call him 10 Tenths Tom because okay. he's like, everything's got to be dead nuts perfect or he <laughs> won't accept it. Uh, so uh, Tom's like, well, what are you looking for? And at first I was like, you know when you're like in traffic in some asshole for no reason the light will turn green and he's not racing anybody, he just lays rubber for like a quarter mile? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I want to yeah. just lay rubber anytime I want. That's like, I don't give a shit about winning races. I'm not trying okay. to drag race this thing, but I also drive distance. So it's got to be, you know, good enough that I can drive it from here to LA or here to Texas. Yeah. But I want to, you know, I want some heat. And then, uh, so Tom started building my 408 stroker motor. Uh-huh. And then before he finished it, I brought that video to him of the Impala, and I was like, "This is gonna be version 2.0. And so, we never—I've I've never made the pulled the trigger on that yet. But, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're still young enough.
0: There's guys that are, from what I understand, uh, that they, they've made it pretty easy to to put an LS motor in and make it work. But I don't know. Um, there's a guys, some guys up here in Sacramento. I'll send you their—they're uh, I think they're called the LS Pros. Uh-huh. In Sacramento, they're gonna. I think they may end up doing the the replacement motor for my truck. Oh, nice! Uh, but when I was in there, all almost everything they had was like big LS supercharged or LS turbo Vets and uh-huh. uh, old schools in there that they'd done LS swaps for. Well,
1: I was just saying that. What I was gonna say is that because Saul knows everybody like Holly and all those, and you know how they're doing these. Yeah, their, their oh, the injection. bolt-on injection.
0: Yeah, that's
1: what I was kind of uh, wondering if you knew anybody that no. actually has done that.
0: Everybody I've talked to has either told me uh, that's done it, because I was thinking about doing that with my Galaxy. Okay. And I've had same as you. People either told me, oh, man, I bolted it on and it works amazing, or they've told me, oh, I've had it on and off the car 700 times now and I'm about to set my car on fire. Cause i don't want to mess with this anymore
1: yeah because programming and all this other quirky crap that it just never tunes right and all this stuff yeah so i mean i mean that's down the road so but i mean so's you know he's helped out with a lot of ls stuff already he's he's well aware of that because so who's gonna have me do that but you know like right now i just wanted to drive around and then later on if we pull the trigger um you know we'll do an ls but Uh, but then I heard you know all these other things you gotta change the fuel pump and you know you gotta get an external pump and and then it's got making the gauges work and then the dual tanks yeah I mean Dakota Digital has a setup where you can actually uh, and then I've gone on a couple forums where there's this one guy that'll modify like the harnesses and stuff and it's like plug and play so I mean there's guys doing the hard work already as far as uh, you know dialing it in it's just you know Finding the right guy to do it all, you know, in a, in a timely manner. But at the same time, it's that's kind of like the back burner. But going back to the Buick, um, um, as far as engine wise, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy and try to find a nail head for it. It's just, too, it's just too hard and expensive. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're I mean, you're paying for, you're you're paying for the the panache when you pop that hood with a nail head for sure.
1: Yeah, because there's a guy uh, up in uh, God up towards you, uh, uh, nailhead Matt. I follow I follow him on uh, on Instagram, and he does some beautiful work with uh, these Nailheads. just like pieces of art, you know. And he just goes through every single thing, and I'm just like, Oh my god, I could just imagine how much his engine work costs. Sure. Just looking at it, just like, Oh yeah, you have to sell like two and a half kids and. <laughs> you know, send them some money as well. I just, uh, but it, I mean, it's beautiful work, but it's just, it's the, it's the quality that I just cannot afford it anymore just because uh, everything's just gone up. So I'd rather just, you know, just work on something that actually is doable. <laughs> like you said, like an LS or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the end result, you just, you want to get it down the road.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's, yeah, and it's efficient and, you know, we still have gas for at least another good 10, 20, 30 years.
0: I'm in the same boat with my um, I started with my actually I, I, I owe it all to my uh, buddy Derek uh, wow. he he was over at AccuAir before they shut down and uh, he hit me up and he's like hey man you still got that piece of shit convertible <laughs> and I was like yeah dude it's I still got it and he's like well if you get that thing running and drag it down to my shop I'll bag it for you wow. and I was like well I can't pass that up and uh So I and then at the time I was talking to a couple guys from Hotchkiss Okay, and uh, I was like Uh, they're like, hey man, what's up with some suspension for for your galaxy? We do that now And oh, yeah, they uh, they didn't like they didn't sponsor me or anything But they 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 hooked me up on the price. So I was like, well send me all the tvs The total vehicle kit minus the springs and the shocks. I don't need that. I need just You know the, all the the hardware. Yes. Uh, you know minus that stuff, and so I I ordered all that stuff and sent the the convertible down to my buddy Derek, and he bagged it for me, and he cut up all that brand new suspension and modified it for bags. And uh, it's I've got a three fifty two interceptor motor in it now, and I oh, started God. like I dude I've got the original like uh, Edelbrock six Stromberg intake for it. Um, uh, it took me years to, to find, I have a three in three Stromberg intake and a six Stromberg intake. And nice. I started collecting parts to build this F E motor. Uh uh-huh. But then I was like, dude, I'm going to be like 30 grand into this motor. <laughs> and, so, and I don't want to put an LS in it. Um, cause it's yeah. a Ford yeah. and I, I don't want to do a coyote motor. Uh, I was trying to. I was kind of going back and forth, and then Ford comes out with the seven point three Godzilla motor, <laughs> and you know the '66 Galaxy. That's the first year. Uh, that's the only year that. Well, technically, they did some in '67, but that's the year that they came out with the seven liter. Yep. And so here's Ford with the seven point three, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Ford's going to screw everybody like they always do, and that motor's going to be double the price of anything comparable from Chevy. Oh, yeah. And then they came out with a price that was seven grand for a brand new soup to nuts seven point three, you know and it's making four hundred and something horse and four hundred and something foot pound of torque. And I'm thinking, well, dude, I could, I can't, I can't get a an FE motor running for seven <laughs> grand. So I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I, I'm really thinking that because I I want to drive it. It's my first oh, car. Of
1: course. Yeah, yeah,
0: why not? Shit. So, I'm thinking 7.3, Godzilla motor.
1: Yeah. So, let me ask you this. How much is gas up there right now? (laughs) Right.
0: Well, luckily, you know what? I've never, in my, even when I had a motorcycle, it got shitty mileage. Uh Uh-huh. So, I don't know what good mileage is.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You just reminded me of somebody that went and had tacos in Texas, and they're from out here, right? And they said, Marco, it was not even the taco. It was more like a soggy burrito. That was me. <laughs> oh, no, that was you. Yeah, that, that was me. You. I knew it was somebody <laughs> that was you. Same thing, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Same thing, you know? That's it's what a, you it's, know. It's, 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 it's comparable to something like that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I, like my uh, my wife has got a little Scion, and she gets. I don't know. She has like twenty something, thirty miles per gallon, oh, and man. she come in uh, back when. layout, yeah, she came in and she's like, "Man, I, I put a, it cost me twenty something dollars to put a tank of gas in my car." and i was like 20 dollars <laughs> that's like 1987 <laughs> I like, yeah dude, i haven't i haven't put it haven't been able to fill a tank for 20 dollars since like yeah 90 95 96 that's
1: yeah something like
0: that holy shit i was something like, like she's like yeah. well, what's it cost to put to gas in your truck and i'm like
1: 100 bucks every day yeah shit every day every day yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, my Chrysler only took 60 bucks, but down here it's a little cheaper than up there. But, you know, damn these taxes, if anything, right? <laughs> that's yeah,
0: That's why everybody's leaving.
1: Yeah, you know, I, but even in New Mexico, it finally kind of it started creeping up. I'm just like, usually it's like a dollar something or more cheaper, but it was only like close to just like a dollar more. I'm like, wow. Because, yeah, everything's, you know... It, everything's going up in the summer blend and all this bullshit i go well california has a summer blend yeah but you know what marco we're paying for your gas too and around the, the ballway i go you know what? that makes sense
0: oh yeah because you know? uh, that there is that fuel coming in at the port of new mexico oh dude there's all kinds of there's no refineries through. over there
1: you know what dude they, they just make a bullshit and it's just like it's just like when you go get produce over there I don't know. Over here, like a head of lettuce would be like maybe a less than a dollar to a dollar. Right. Over there, it's like three fifty for a lettuce head. I'm like, what? Because it here? comes from here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm you know, with okay. you. Yeah, same thing with citrus and all that. But then, like some some things are coming from New, uh, Mexico, Mexico. So it'll be like you know avocados are cheaper over there than over here. So it's just weird.
0: Well, yeah, and their growing season is longer.
1: Yeah, so there's stuff that, but then uh, I, I guess um, you know the, the chili is amazing. I don't know if you ever had a New Mexico chili, but it's just it's the bomb. I mean, if they can make that anywhere else, I would you know I would follow that chili. But it's the climate, it's the air, it's, it's so everything. It's,
0: sounds like you got your your sounds like you got your mind made up. Like I mean, it makes yeah. sense with all the magazines are folding like. And well, everything is so decentralized; it makes sense. You guys, you, even guys like you, would be able to, to go to bail on Cali.
1: Well, the thing is, also, I mean, I, I would be kind of centralized in the way because I could either hit Texas or I could hit Arizona because we already got people out here. But then, if I needed to go to Colorado, then you know, New Mexico is a lot smaller than California. So it's the Arizona
0: to- scene's blowing up too. Yeah, but
1: I just hate the heat. <laughs> it's yeah. It's way hotter. It's way hotter, dude. It's just I, I just and I I've made some more, more so many more friends in, in New Mexico than I I know people in Arizona but I just to me it's just it's just it's just a state to go through.
0: <laughs> Makes sense.
1: I just go right to New Mexico and I just um, I just hang out with my buddies over there. And and it's it's not so political as far as the car club stuff and all that. And if there's a knucklehead that's out there, I've only met two in my whole life since I've been going out there, and I just, I just don't deal with those two people anymore. Nice. It, it's just it's 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 that laid back. I mean, sometimes it's too laid back, but at the same time, you know, I've, I've done whatever, you know, whatever cruising and everything and when I was younger and all that stuff. I, I got that out of my system. And well, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have another scrape plate, maybe on the 59. But at the same time,
2: there you go. It's
1: just, it's just like, you know, even when you go to Hollywood, it's just so. It, there's no vibe there as far as cruising, and or, even on Whittier Boulevard, eh, it's okay. I mean, sometimes it actually looks better on video than it actually was. Yeah. Like there's only a couple of cars here and there, and the, it's kind of cool when you get to have little get-togethers at the park. At least you kind of walk around, and check out cars.
0: And the last couple of them, times I was down there, it really felt like people were kind of scared.
1: You think so, huh? But actually, it's, it's not. It's just, it's just uh, you know, I think it's because everybody is to themselves now, so they don't know each other like they used to. Yeah. But then a lot of people, you know, got cabin fever, and they're out there with their cars. So it's not like, like if you were to go out to Whittier Boulevard right now, Dude, last time I went out there a couple of times, I didn't even see any cops there. Nobody getting, like, pulled over, nothing. And I'm like, man, this is so mellow. You know, guys hanging out with all the cars right there at Montebello Park and just kicking back. They're actually drinking beer right on Winter Boulevard in the park. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, they they offered me one, and i just like, oh, dude, this beer is warm, though. Uh that's all we got, (laughs) I'll take a water. I'd rather drink hot water than hot
0: beer. It just, eh. Yeah, that's but, ag- that's against my religion, too. But, I can't yes, drink hot beer.
1: Yeah, but there's, like, you know, I don't know about you, but the cruising spots up here, I mean, people kind of just kind of linger, but the, it's not the same because <sighs> a lot of these people, they kind of, you know, they kind of grew out of it. They don't have the cars anymore, or they they sold them, or, or for whatever reason. So the, other, the younger guys... When I say younger, they're, like, in their 30s. Right. They have they have some okay cars, but then the really, really, really nice cars that you see, like, at the lowrider show. Right. you never see those cars still on the boat. They're, they're still trailer queens. And that's cool. That There's a part of that, of the culture, and then there's a part where the guys are, you know, with the first lowrider, whether it be a Regal or Sarkalas, and it's kind of the beater, but it's lowered and, you know it's got some sound system you gotta start somewhere
0: so that was another thing I was gonna talk to you about Um, so shows in the states have gone through like some major changes like starting in the the 90s like back when when I was cruising uh, you know weekly um, you would go up to like hot August nights and they'd let you do burnouts down the strip and like guys would be (laughs) hitting three and you know, hopping down the strip and then, yeah, now that's all, they gated it off they had that concert, the riot, you know, up there um, that they scheduled at the same time. And then hot August nights fell apart. And it seems like right around that time, um, that's when like Sacramento decided that they were not going to allow like lowrider back again. And so that's when like cruising kind of died. They killed the cruising on Broadway out here course. And it seems like, uh, like even when you go to Cars and Coffee now, they're so afraid of the like people are being offended by car culture that they're like, no burnouts and no revving your engine and don't turn your stereo up too loud and don't be, you know, be respectful. And, but then you watch these shows in Australia. Now, granted, I haven't attended one personally, but yeah. you see the videos of the shows in Australia. These guys are running, You know, 1300 horse drag motors, and they're doing burnouts four cars wide down these strips. Yeah, and I mean, they're not driving that stuff outside the park. They're, I mean, granted, because, you know, they won't let them. Yeah. But like when those guys do a show, bro, that's a show. And they do like the burnout boxes and stuff, and it feels like they're trying to bring some guys are trying to bring that stuff back. But like, where do you see the shows going?
1: The shows, I mean, I hate to say it, but everybody's, the show is on your phone. Yeah. The show is on your laptop. The show is on your, your pad. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's guys out there, but it's not even like close to what we used to have, where all of a sudden um, the huh. only way you do it was cruising is actually going out there. I mean, it's kind of cool that social media will tell you, hey, last Sunday of the month we're, we're cruising whole." but then there's been a couple of times where a friend of mine went out there and says, dude, there's like three cars out there. There's nobody out here. But it it was saying, they were saying, oh, yeah, you know, see you on Hope Boulevard, which is out here in Pomona, right? Right. Close close by us. And usually, you know, there's a pretty good crowd, but for some reason it just – and I don't think it has anything to do with COVID. It's just maybe people just don't want to get burned out because a lot of these guys – It's weird. Some of these guys don't want to show the car as much because, oh, I know that car. Oh, I've seen that car. You know, it's just after a while, it's just like, oh, I've seen that car a million times. You know, it's just I don't
0: feel that way, dude. When I see a car that's like uh, there's a there's a guy up here, an old timer. He's got a 60. I think it's a 65 uh, two door uh, Chevy wagon, like a Uh Malibu style. Oh, nice. And he's got a 502 big block in it. It's black, red guts, red line tires. Kay. Dude, every time I see that thing, it's like seeing a buddy. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, that car is so sick. Yeah. And there's a few cars up here that are like that. Like, it, it bums me out when I hear guys say, oh, that I've seen that car already. It's yeah. like, bro, are you building three cars a week? Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, exactly. But there's some guys that are jaded. I mean, uh I have a really good friend that that um, he doesn't care about Moon Eyes. He, there, there's a Moon Eyes coming up fairly close to us in, right here at the Fontana Raceway. Yeah. and he The Christmas show, right? Yeah, and he doesn't want to go. And I'm just like, I haven't been to a Moon Eyes event since, well, they were supposed to have one and it got canceled because of the rain. It wasn't even COVID yet. Right. It, it got rained out and we, were, we had our press passes and everything. And boom, it just got shut down because of the rain. And uh, it sucks. So now they're going to have one. I mean, he might not go, but I'd rather go there just to check it out, if anything, because I haven't been to a really good car show in a while. I mean, everything else is either little cruise nights or get-togethers. I mean, yeah, there's the Super Show in Vegas right now, but I'm not in Vegas. I'm over here. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't have a $1,000 or whatever, or, you know, to get my cars out there and rooms and food. It's expensive. Yeah. Which I which I understand, but even the local car shows, they're, they're kind of quiet because I don't know if you were old enough to remember, but back in the day when they had the L.A. riots, right after that, tons and tons of events, especially car shows, were basically shut down because right. they didn't want anybody causing another commotion. Yeah. And that's what happened at Pomona. That's why basically lowrider magazine was banned from pomona for, for life because of the shootings and everything during the show and i was there believe it or not i was there when all that shit happened it was crazy man it was like it was so surreal like this is really happening
2: yeah
1: it was sad because there was guys literally going in there bumping into everybody on purpose just to start shit
0: yeah and none then, of the guys with cars though
1: Nope, they were all like little gangbangers or whatever. And yeah. they were, next thing you know, you hear people screaming and trophies flying from their people's displays and bumper jacks and just crazy shit. And people like trying to get out of there. And in the parking lot, you know, you could hear gunshots and stuff. It was, it was like surreal. So it was really hot because people were still hot for the riot. So it carried over into that car show. And, and then, uh, you know, I, my boss Alberto. At the time, you know, I guess there's some lawsuits that were against him because of whatever happened to the damages of their vehicles in the car show. Which right. really he didn't have control over. But at the same time, he didn't want to be a dick about it. He says, oh, I'm not going to pay that. So he was he was good about it. But it, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt the industry as far as uh, sure local local. Uh, promoters, you know, so...
0: Well, that's why they, they had started putting security at all these shows. You got to go through oh, a metal detector
1: and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Oakland Coliseum. I remember one of the last times we were out there. First of all, it's the Coliseum, and looks already pretty gloomy and dreary. Right. And then you throw a bunch of cops around there, like, hey, man, are you trying to get in or out of this place?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Bad, <laughs> but, you know, it's just the, it was that's how it was back then i mean shit i just uh, i remember all these venues that we go to and like i don't hear any of these places having a show um san diego they used to have great shows they used to have a swap meet and i don't even know if they even have that anymore yeah uh, cow palace when was the last time they had a car show too you know? i'm not
0: i can't remember
1: cow expo when was the last time you went to a car show there like,
0: Autorama is still
1: going. Yes, but in, I'm talking about like a lowrider show. Yeah,
0: they, that's it. That's, I mean, they have RV shows. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I know in Martinez, California and all those other places, do they have car shows anymore? Modesto, I mean. Stockton L-
0: still has a good lowrider show.
1: There was that LG Productions and whatever happened to them, you know. That was Larry Gonzalez, basically, during his shows up there. So, and Al Larry was, you know, a big part of Lowrider Magazine, and uh, he just kind of disappeared. I, I mean, he's an older guy now, but I heard he was, you know, having some health issues and some money problems.
0: So, with Lowrider, like, I the last Lowrider Magazine I picked up was, like, like broke my heart. Because, like, you open it up, and, like, there's a, there's a car, and then there's, like, a half a paragraph, and then it says... To see the rest, go to lowridermagazine.com It's like basically a commercial for the website.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They so like, to drive you to the site, which would, the site was like whatever. You know?
0: Yeah, and then you go to the site, and like the feature was, they they it just wasn't there. You know, yeah. it wasn't. They didn't have it synced up. So like, what is? I mean, I I think when we were talking about it before, like doing higher level like coffee book style. Magazines seems to be the the only way to go, but like, what what do you see is like the few? How do you see going forward?
1: Well, you know, I, I follow other magazines besides you know the lowrider quote unquote um, type of book, you know, like hop up magazine and you know all these other you know smaller magazines, and yeah, hey, I give them credit, I'm like hey, that's awesome, you know, but at the same time, it's just like. The only way you can get those are either at a show, which there's hardly any shows. Right. Or, or subscribe or go online and order that way. But the thing is, I, I don't know where else you can get the stuff. I mean, really, it's almost like you're looking for drugs. And you, Hey, man, you got a, you got any magazines, you know? <laughs> got that latest issue of RNC. Or, you know, I miss, you know, Ron cousin and all those. Cussin. Dude. I, yes. I, I, yeah. I salute Ron's Journal you know thank goodness but at the same time there's still so many niches that are still out there i mean custom router was like my second bible compared to lowrider you know yeah it was for me it was i would go to the magazine rack i would get trucking i would get lowrider this is before i even started working in the magazine custom router, rod and custom sometimes i would get like popular mechanics i would get uh shit i can't remember half of them sometimes hot rod magazine after something was interesting or it was a bitch and paint job um you know street tr- oh not street trucks because what was other oh su- super super tr- what was that yeah not trucking,
0: trucking was the magazine one? was the one mini trucking and know, then yeah, mini trucking, there, was there was that, was that little trucking. one that was out for a while where it was kind of yeah. like the hustler version like uh
1: tailgate yeah. Yeah, those was Tailgate, and then of course Street Customs, where we, we were doing Street Customs, and uh, yeah, I mean, all those freaking books, I mean, how many of those books are in the stands, I anymore? Mean, where Truck is out there? Um, yeah. Classic, yeah. classic Trucks is there, and the Street Trucks, that's about it. I mean...
2: Yeah, it's, it's grim.
1: It's crazy. it's crazy, you know, I, I just... Uh, and then, now, I guess, I'm pretty sure the magazines are going up in price as far as Back issues of Lowrider, you know. I, I've I've yet to look really online, but I'm I'm hearing some of these are, are going for a pretty good price now because there's there's no there's no other way to look at Lowrider magazines except getting the old ones, right?
0: Dude, I was looking at um, so Lowrider did the reprint of the first issue. Yep. Of Lowrider, like, and I I I got a copy, and I was reading through it again the other day, and it like. Uh. Dude, they're talking about, like, drinking beers on Whittier and, like, yep. doing burnouts and, like, yep. uh, and I'm thinking, dude, this is the shit that I think, I, that's what I want to read. Yep. You know, yeah. not that I'm I'm talking about, like, drinking and driving or being positive about that, but like, that? just guys talking, like, with a voice. <laughs> like, not the boiled-down, corporatized jargon yeah. that where everything is super clean. Yeah. Like, like I want to, like I want to hear the backstory. Yeah, dude, I want to hear the, the the part. Like, I want to hear what happened at the show. Like, I want to hear the the you know somebody's voice talking about the good time they had. And if you could put that in a coffee table style, like Roder's Journal style book, yeah, like yeah. to bring that heart of lowriding back, I think I think you'd have something. I know I'd pay for it.
1: I know. That, well, like you said, a lot of these guys are. They're, they're just because of old age or whatever, or getting sick, they're, they're disappearing on us, man. You know, like I said, uh, some of these guys have been through, I don't know if you've ever heard of, a, uh, they used to call them the bumper jack wars. Yeah. So they would literally bumperjack your car if you were, like, in the wrong neighborhood, or they'd steal your plaque, or, you know, you'd come home, and there's all these dents from, on your car from a, literally a bumper jack.
0: Yeah, that's, what they, that's how uh, the Gypsy Rose, like, got killed.
1: Yeah, so there was, like, all these stories and people, you know, just, like, going to dances and stuff, and sometimes they would have dances where just to kind of smooth things up, but then there's always a knucklehead.
2: You know, yeah.
1: Whatever reason, you know, talking crap, and then there it is again. It escalates, so then there would be no dances. But uh, I remember a few dances, you know, here and there when I was barely working at the magazine. And we would get invited to so many anniversaries. So I mean, dude, we could have just did a book of nothing but anniversaries. <laughs> right, I'm sure. But I just trip on some of these car clubs that are back, and some of them that are re- basically coming back uh, from the dead, uh, so to speak, just old names that you've never heard of. and like, wow, they're, oh, yeah, we're bringing back the name, and da-da-da. Like, That's cool. And some of these guys, you know, they're like in their 60s and 70s, and they're like Building cars again, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. So, or else they'll have the car, and they'll refresh and refurbish it, or, or there's, um, there's this one guy, Frank rodella who was really prolific as far as, uh, doing cars and doing interiors back in the seventies and eighties, and he has sons now. And from what I hear, because we're gonna try to get a hold of him, he's recreating some of his cars that he built back then.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And I'm just like, wow, plus with the technology that they have now, it'll probably be more interesting trying to not cut up certain things on the car or whatever. Right. And I'm not sure how good he is with his upholstery skills, and you know, because he's an older guy now. Who knows if arthritis is bothering him? Sure. But I heard about him through uh, and this lowrider artist named Mike Bicale, who's awesome. He's an awesome guy, and he, that's the guy that used to do Lowrider Art Days. Sometimes you would see his artwork on the cover.
0: Oh man, yeah, I remember. I was so stoked when those started coming out.
1: Yeah, so he's a really good friend of mine, and uh, we, we're going to do a little article on him. And um, I kind of, we we're kind of thinking of having him design a, a shirt for Lowrider Today, and, and then also we'll have maybe like Steve Stanford design a shirt for us. And then maybe another. Anything
0: Stanford does is gold.
1: Yeah. So him and him and then maybe one other guy will hire like three different people, design shirts for us. That way, there's we're giving those guys love. Plus, it's like it's kind of cool to see their stuff. um, You know, part of the culture um, we're we're hooking up with them. See, that's one thing I wish Lowrider did was give these guys some more props and more love. But then again, it's not it's not the same anymore. there's merchandise or whatever they have. I, I haven't seen it.
0: Right. For a while.
1: They were pushing it and they had some cool stuff, but at the same time, there's. there's a no buddy of
0: there. mine said that they were selling it at Walmart for a minute, and I was yeah, like, were, how did that, that happen?
1: Yeah, they were doing it at Walmart and they were selling it like at uh, either Target or Mervyn's when Mervyn's was around. It was years ago. Yeah. They kept, like tins and nice shirts and hats and stuff. And, you know, wh- whoever was in charge of that, you know, I'm sure they got let go too and they, eh, you know, one less thing to, to deal with. Right. For cor- corporate, maybe they, were, they weren't making enough money and stuff, but I mean, I still had a couple of things here and there, but uh, then nothing ever fell apart on me, but, you know, going back to what we are saying, I just, I want to give the, the artist, you know, some love, you know, especially now that they're getting older, and You know, some of these guys, they're struggling artists just like a lot of other artists. Sure. You know, and SEMA, you know, SEMA used to be like a big thing for them. But the bigger thing for them was the magazines. Yeah. So you would have like a, you know, five, six page spread of, you know, sketchbook, you know, from Steve Stafford. Or you would see some stuff from... Harry Dean Bradley or for Mike McCall, You know, these guys would get...
0: God, remember when... I harp on it all the time, but remember when Steve Stanford did that April Fool's for Hot Rod on Bringing Back AMC? Oh, yeah. It was like a six or seven page spread, and he did the entire vehicle line. Yep. And it was... Dude, he just slayed. It was so... Oh, yeah. He killed that so hard. Like, I remember watching the news, and the news was reporting that AMC was coming back because they didn't understand that it was the April Fool's thing either. Like, <laughs> I still give Steve so- a hard time about that. My dad was a big AMC guy.
1: Oh, no, I love those things too, man. I mean, I can imagine how much those suckers are going for now. Shit. I mean, uh, what was it going with this? Oh, so... Um, I, speaking of Stanford, I was, uh, we went to go visit him not too long ago to, to do an interview on him, and, and I go, Steve, you got to do a book. you got to do something, man. You have all this beautiful work, and, and uh, you have enough for a book. But, you know, he's kind of like, uh, introvert still, you know?
0: He's such a good guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, and, you know, it's like, if anything, I, you know, we try to help him out wherever we can. Like, that's why I'm trying to get to love. And maybe we could at least, you know, get a a shirt design out of him and, you know, give give him some money for for the design work at least. Yeah. So I had this idea for a shirt. and I'm not sure if we're going to go with it or not. I mean, I'll tell you because it's not. If somebody does, that's cool. Whatever. But remember how Larry Watson would, like, shoot pictures of the cars from above, but they would be, like, the front end would be, like, nose. Like a little circle, like they'll have like three cars, and, and they're pointing to each other. Yeah. So I was thinking of getting maybe like a bomb, maybe get like a an Impala, and maybe like a like a an you know, something not traditionally like maybe like a like a Lincoln, all pointing to each other, and it's kind of the perspective from above, and that would be the shirt design. So, I mean. Because I I think that would be kind of cool, or have three different cars on top of each other, um, like in little panels. Like yeah. The front end, side profile, like front end from like the A pillar or whatever, and just have them like profile like like the nose of them, like like I said, a Bomb, a Impala, and like you know a Galaxy or something like that. I, mean, I think Maybe was- a
0: '66 Galaxy with some preems and green, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. But even if, even if it's just line art, like I love the stuff that that uh, Dead End does with their 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 stuff. You know, oh real, God, real, yeah, you those know, guys clean. are great. Yeah, real clean. Real, I call them the holes because you know they they're what basically they they told me that hey man, you know, if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. I'm like, well, you guys pretty much you know took the ball and ran with it, you know, that's awesome. Absolutely. Beautiful, you know, and and they're still doing, you know, what they're doing. I mean, uh, I give them credit, man. I, I wish, I wish we could do just as well, but you know, it's like I said, we got other priorities. I mean, and they do too, but they, they make it work, man. They just make it really work. And I give them a high five because I love all the stuff that they do. I mean, they do quality work and they're nice guys. And, uh, they then acknowledge their peers and stuff. They never,
0: never, never hear any back talk about anybody. So good for them, yeah. dude. I think that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you probably got to crash out soon, but
1: no, no, I'm good. I'm good.
0: I really, that's. I really love the Dead End guys, all of them, because they've yep. they've never, never not taken the time. You know, when I had a question or like when I was thinking about when I first was thinking about doing shirts, um, you know, they they never made me feel like like a lot of guys get insecure, you know, and oh, yeah. they make you feel like you're competition, like I'm not competition to anything that they're doing, um, but they've always been like so kind and uh, like accommodating and helpful and like hang out at shows and like give you a beer or whatever. Oh yeah, they're they're good dudes, all of them. I always, I, you know, push people their direction as much as I possibly can.
1: Oh yeah, like uh, last time I see them at the Grand National. Psh, this was a while back, and uh, and it's just like seeing, you know, like my little brothers or like my sons or there because you know, hey, what's up? Uh, what do you uh, want this time? What okay. do you want? I go, hey man, I'm gonna pay for it. I don't want, want, anything for free. I, want, I support you guys. I want to pay for it. Oh okay. And then I got, I think one of the books and stuff. I I put it away because I'm weird because I'll I'll buy something and I'll put it away. So like, oh man, I kind of this. I, I can finally look at this book, or I can finally look at this uh, photographer's book I bought like you know three right. years ago. Some of them are still sealed. <laughs> not like in my eBay in the eBay box or whatever. And I just keep them all in like in a, in a bin. It's like a storage bin. So when I have, like, you know, nothing to do, I'm like, oh, you know what? I, could, I got some books I could look at, you know?
0: little Christmas like, presents.
1: Yeah, you know, just uh, delayed library checkouts, right? Just, um, or even, uh, what's his name? Um, I don't know if you ever met homeboy from church. Oh, oh. Kobe? Yeah.
0: Dude, he's great guy.
1: Did you get, have you got all his books yet, or no?
0: Um, he, I've got a bunch of them, but I don't know if I have them all. Um, uh, I have to go back and, and look. look. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't put out new stuff in a while. No,
1: no, no. But the thing is, um, I was supposed to collaborate with him at one point because, you know, when it was, it was really hot ticket, you know. Yeah. I was flattered because, you know, it was, hey, man, you know, I want, I want to do one with just you, just your stuff. And I'm like, hell oh, yeah, why not, you know. Because he wanted to do that uh, with, uh, I think, the guys from Dead End, what he did. Yeah and uh but it just never it never came because he kind of i think he got sick and stuff which you know understandable sure and then then it's expensive as it is so i think what he did was just kind of like just kind of lay low for now and he might do it again he might not which is cool and then i guess he had so much cool stuff that he's just kind of selling everything because I, you know, he just—it's just sitting wherever it was. was I know
0: he's lot. got a car. He's building another hot rod. Uh huh.
1: Um,
0: like, because his Econoline was so killer. Oh, um yeah. But I, I understand he's building a, a hot rod that he he doesn't like want to talk too much about. So I don't want to say too much about no, it. No, no, no.
1: That's that's cool. But um, maybe that's why he's selling all that stuff too. You never
0: know. Too, I scooped up a, a, a few pieces from oh, him. Would you
1: pick, what'd you pick up?
0: Yeah, you know, I I've been buying some. I I went through like this when COVID hit. I started really, and then I I kind of started this art per thing that I um project that I I wanted to do. Um, I I don't know. I I I think I got a few Wiesner pieces from him. Oh, nice. Um, and I I know I got a bunch of pieces from Wiesner. Um, yeah. and I think I picked up a a coupe piece from him. Oh, cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm watching his uh, his post like a hawk because, man, he has so much cool stuff. Um, I, I tried to get an Ed Roth piece that he had, but somebody beat me to it.
1: Oh, I believe it. Yeah, that's hard. What do you think of that? Uh, was it JM Designs, that guy that does all that beautiful, uh, I guess it's done in Illust- Illustrator, just side profiles of Cadillacs and, and Paulas and all that stuff? you know what you know what I'm talking about
0: yeah i do his art he's i've seen him getting a lot of traction lately like i've seen him doing a lot of like uh uh renderings for like different hot rod shops uh-huh. and i like his art and but i think but where i think where i'm i get a little bit hung up is it does seem to and I, i'm Man, I I don't want to. I'm I'm speak I'm shooting in the dark here because I yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I haven't talked to the guy. I haven't yeah. seen him at any shows to like see like a booth set up. I don't even know if he does that. Yeah. Exactly. But or if he needs to, he probably doesn't need to. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, when it comes to digital art, it makes a lot of sense because we're in a digital world now. Uh-huh. But when you. Oh, God, we're so, like, I'm sown in the weeds. It's been so long since I talked about art. I want to make sure I say this right.
1: Well, wait, uh, you mean, like, wait, because you grew up on Stanford and... Yeah, um, so, T- well... Tom Taylor and all that so, stuff. So,
0: so have I have certain, pieces now. Have a
1: certain taste. Yeah, you should have a certain
0: taste. Yeah, like, so, like, you can see I've got, like, this piece by uh, old school Alex. Like, yeah. he hand carves those, you know, yep. into huge pieces of wood, and then he only prints... So many of them, and then yeah. he sells that. He sells that that art, like he sells yeah. the wood and everything.
1: Yeah, he sells it. Yeah,
0: that's so it. That's- that is. I mean, it's it's a print. It's not, uh-huh. it, but it's you know what I mean. It's it's. I There's a story, I guess, behind it. And like, I've got a few. Uh, Wiesner's been selling some of his sketchbook stuff, and yep. like you can see, like his thought process and design process, and like oh yeah, like and then I have like his his prints. Um, I've got a bunch of his prints I
1: love I love his chicks
0: uh, oh yeah he's well yeah he's got that he's that that uh, Batman Beyond style oh, like yeah. still like it is his own version of it but it's oh yeah it's got that kind of real and cartoon vibe like all at the same time
1: you should do a podcast with that guy
0: dude I'm I'm so down I want to um he's
1: I never know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. But I think as far as the guy you're talking about um like I'd love to see him do a piece on my galaxy. I'd love to see oh, him as wow, like yeah. part of the that of this art project I've been working on. Uh-huh. But it's not like at the end of the day it's 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 a printed. Yes. Not that there's any less artistic ability or any less like yeah. skill or labor or time that went in it, oh, but yeah. when something is a pr- it's it's like a printout versus like pen or ink or paint to paper, yeah. Like, is it? It's like if he wants to reproduce it, he just hits print again.
1: Yeah, yeah. You so know what I mean? Like and traditionalist in the way that as far as the way.
0: Well, I don't know. Like, what's the line?
1: Like, is it yeah, still? Exactly. Is it still? I mean,
0: I would. I've seen his art; it's amazing, and I would absolutely frame it and put it up on my wall. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But is it? Is not like it's. It, it doesn't have the. Ex- I think the exclusivity of, yeah, a, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: of you know. Yeah, I think you get what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like a Max Grundy piece, it, as beautiful and graphic as Max Grundy stuff is. It's like you said. It's I've got a Max
0: Grundy piece. Oh, okay. And it's it's a one off. Oh, like, really? Like he? Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like paint pen to paper. Like he does. Like he he is a he's an amazing artist. He's not just oh, a yeah. digital artist. No,
1: no, no.
0: But like, but there is a difference. I agree. There's a difference between a Max Grundy painting. Yeah. And Max Grundy digital.
1: Yep, or lithograph
0: or whatever you want to call yeah. it. So yeah. So I'm yeah. not There's really sure. I mean, I'm not. I, I I'm not a gallery guy. I you know I'm yeah. not. But I'm not sure how that breaks down. Or you even see that with like Banksy stuff. You know, oh, like yeah. he he does his artwork on a a wall on somebody's wall on the street somewhere. Like, do you cut that piece out? You know, and like take that wall with you, or... or just leave
1: it there for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> or he,
0: yeah. and he's, he recently did that, um, where he sold the, he did an art piece, like, on actual canvas, uh-huh. and then the person paid for it, and it, the, he built it in a box that had a shredder at the bottom, and it shredded. Oh, isn't that crazy? Dude, he's so gangster, but, like... I mean, I, the like you were saying with like the print world and like car shows and everything is like on the phone. Yeah. As we're making that transition, like it's getting harder to tell. Like, is this still art? Like, is it still frameable? Is it still well, like
1: is the value, the value changing? Now it's the, was it digital NFTs or whatever the what
0: are Yeah, right. Where you buy the image and the image is worth you own that, the rights to that image.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's digital. So like, if you lose that file, that's gone.
0: Yeah, like, whatever, what's his name that lost all that, all that Bitcoin on his hard drive somehow? They threw his hard drive away?
1: <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I, to me, it's just, it's, I don't know, it, I, it's almost like Snake Oil to me, like the newest version of Snake Oil. You know, it was like, hey, here you go, come and get your newest Snake Oil digital format. And, right. Uh, it's going to cost you of dollars but you might lose it eventually. To degradation. I mean, it could be anything, right? But here's the thing. Yeah. About photography, film-wise, I still have negatives that are shit from the 90s that I could always rescan and use or print from a printer as far as... I guess dark that's room. true. A darkroom printer. I'm not saying a digital printer. Uh, and to me, it's like you can touch it, you can feel it, you can hold it. To me, that that to me still has value, just like the printed material. Has so,
0: value. there's an art right. show going on up in, I think it's in Washington, and it was, oh. um, I heard, um, well, Tom, I, I listened to YMH, and like Segura was talking about it, oh. and uh, Matt Farrow was talking about it on the Smoking Tire as well. It's yeah. a, because they're both in hip hop. And so it was like, I don't remember what the name of the show was, but what the the part that they both talked about was, like you're saying, that guy like uh, these iconic images that you see of these of Biggie or Tupac or. Uh But instead of just being that iconic image, it was the film role of all the outtakes that didn't make the final cut. And so you could see like Biggie Small smiling, like which is not what you normally got to see of him. Yeah. You know, or you got to see, like, Tupac, like, laughing at a joke or something, like, off. Yep. And they were talking about how it really humanized them. Oh, yeah. And I, I think about, like, all the film you must have. And I was well, thinking a lowrider show like that, like, seeing the outtakes where, like, the model is, like, getting set up and, like, the people in the background. That could be really cool.
1: Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, my outtakes are pretty much still kind of staged. I wish I did get stuff where, like, they're getting ready and stuff. But since, like, I was basically shooting on their nickel and not mine.
0: Makes sense. I had,
1: to, I had to make sure that I got the shot before I could do any other creative stuff. Yeah. So the outtakes that you would see is basically a, maybe a little bit of a different angle, maybe a little different uh, exposure, uh, darker or lighter. Or maybe it was part of the test and, and some of some of it got damaged in the camera. In the, and the uh, processing because there's a snip that you put through the, the chemicals just to test the film before you actually run the whole roll. Oh, okay. So that snip test, even though it has like a, a line or squiggle from that clip that holds it up to dry or whatever, that's still an outtake. So sure. that's and I have Polaroids also. I we would shoot Polaroid to see if the lighting was correct before we actually shot actual film so we're not wasting film so i have stacks of polaroids put away and i could probably make a book out of that but the thing is
0: dude i'd love to see that i,
1: I so i have scanned them here and there over the years and i've posted them and sometimes i'll say it in the in the description on my instagram or, but i i haven't done that because they don't make that polaroid anymore right you know, I. And if they do, they, they want like, you know, $50 a pack when they used to only cost like $10 a pack back in the day. Or, or even up to like 80 bucks. And even then, who knows if that film is any good anymore. It might have dried up. The chemicals might have gone bad. All kinds of shit, you know. They, sure. They, they kept it in the hot garage and everything's just goo. So you take your chances when you buy shit like that. It's just like used. It could be gummy. But here's the thing: I still have my film camera that I used to shoot back in the studio at Lowrider, and I still have the ability to shoot film with that because it's, it's all mechanical. It's there's nothing like Jonica. Right. No, there's a digital version of it, but I I rather shoot the film because to me, like I said, you can hold it, you can touch it, you can feel it, and keep it. And if you you know you can print off of it and then store it again. Whereas a digital, it's, you know, it's zeros and ones, right? Right.
2: Just,
1: and once that file is gone, you're pretty much asked out, you know. I've, and that's happened to me before. That's why. Sure. That's that's the thing I hate about digital, is its latency. It could go at any time. Whereas a film of negative, like from Ansel Adams or for me, if it's in the drawer, safely put away in a cool area, that thing could last decades more. Way sure. More. So that's why I cherish what I do have. You know, I have some stuff. Of, I shot of Snoop when he was playing basketball and when he was giving away the Snoop DeVille. You know, I got some shots of Ice Cube when he was on stage at the LA Coliseum. You know, not as prolific as stuff like, say, Esteban or some of these other photographers, which I give the props, but at the same time, that was their vibe. And right. My gig was basically... Lowriders. Lowriders. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, I wasn't doing all the video stuff and everything. I mean, sometimes I got interviews, but at the same time, that's a lot of work. So I bet <laughs> that's a lot of directing, you know. But I mean, I you know, I, and I know spelling here and there, but I you know, I'm not one of the homies like you know, like uh, big cartel and you know, cartoon and all that. Uh, you know, I, I, I poke at him once in a while and and fun, but uh, you know he has his own persona and I'll, I'll leave it at that but uh, I was there before he became tuned <laughs> so yeah you know like I said there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that kind of overlap but That sometimes uh, uh, it, it, you, sometimes I actually like to step away from everything and just kind of do my own thing sure you know with landscapes or just people and stuff like that but uh, I'm a sucker for a pretty girl I, I you know especially vintage pinup you know and Dude, I'm I'm there with you. The, and the other thing is, uh, sometimes some people don't understand that I have to shoot. I have to shoot it my way. Sometimes I've heard it from other girls, like, "Well, you know, I really would like to." I go, "You know, uh, nothing against you, but um, there's a certain look I'm looking for." And what I'm getting is that <clears throat> back in the day, these girls didn't have, you know, they didn't have neck pieces, or they didn't have. You know, their hands all tatted up and right. stuff like that. And I understand it's a different world. But if it's my project and my vision, they're not gonna have that. Or else I'll get somebody to airbrush all that out with makeup. Huh. I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that in Photoshop. <laughs> but and some people understand and some people are offended and I'm sorry, but that's that's the way I roll sometimes. So whenever somebody goes, Oh, you know, if they wanna hire me and I want mean, me to shoot them with their ink and everything. That's fine. But if it's my vision and I want to shoot homegirl a certain way, like the trolla style or vintage where they don't have a neck piece or a chest piece, because to me, it's just like distracting. It's just like, it takes away from the authenticity of what I'm going for, you know, the traditional part of it. Right. Okay. So just like some people like, so as soon as they get a, a shoebox, they throw billet wheels on it. Like, oh, dude, what the hell? But then that, that's their car, right? Right. So when somebody tells me, "How come you didn't shoot this girl? She's beautiful." I'm like, "Yeah, but I can't see anything past that ink." Sometimes, it, to me, it's just it's it just to me it closures my vision. You know, my way of looking at a, a subject.
0: I can see so, that, dude. I've heard a lot of uh, people that do stand up. Uh, we'll talk about their, they tatted out, but they'll wear long sleeve shirts because they don't oh, want to yeah. distract from the jokes that they're telling or the stories that they're trying to tell. Ah, so they cover all that. that stuff up. So I've, I've yeah. definitely heard that perspective, Interesting. and I've it never makes heard sense. That
1: wow, yeah. Well, you I know, know girls that actually have sleeves, and you know they go up to a certain way because they actually have a job where they you know
0: can't show off, off the ink.
1: Yeah, and there's I know one girl that works for these lawyers, and and you would never know unless you would see her, in her pictures that she's you know she's all inked up, you know, nice girl and everything. But the thing is, and I don't, and I'm not being judgy. It's just like I said, it's my vision. Like, dude, you like what you like. Well, it's it's like finding you know it's like finding uh like a shoebox that hasn't been molested. I feel the you. Reason I, the reason I want that shoebox like a shoebox without being chopped up is because I want to do my way, whether it's chopped or not chopped or a body drop, right? Or these guys that find, you know, these mercs here. Like, like man, I, I had uncles that had mercs and, and their cousins. Dude, they had mercs between them that I remember one picture I saw, I guess this my my riding roots, right? And they had like three or four mercs. I go, you know how much money is in that picture right For there? For real. And they're like, no, because by then, they were, you know, they were older, and, and those cars were long gone. And he goes, oh, yeah, we used to buy those for, like, 100 bucks, and if we didn't like it, we would trade each other. I'm like, what?
2: Yeah. So, yes.
1: Different mentality, man. Dude, you hear that all the time, but they were, like, you know, they were lowered, maybe one or two were chopped, and most of them, they were pretty much stock, and maybe just baby moons, and that's it. So, you know?
0: what do you got coming up that we should know about? Like, what, what can I... Well,
1: well yeah. the thing is like we're still working on a little Rider today, that's our baby, you know. I, I I would love to start doing a pin of book see. The, the thing is I was working on that years ago over the years, but unfortunately this knucklehead and it's my fault too, I should I, I should admit, is he was building my website and I left all my pretty much all my external drives with him except maybe two and he lost them. He lost him during the shuffle of moving and redoing his office. That's crazy. So 13 years of work gone.
0: Well, I understand your dislike for digital now.
1: That's what I'm saying. So I'm just like, God dang it. So, I mean, sometimes I kick myself, but at the same time, I can't I can't go backwards. I have to move forward. Yeah. So, But there was some really good stuff that nobody's ever seen, and unfortunately nobody ever will because of that. Yeah,
0: and my car, I it, think, was on one of those.
1: Oh yeah, and plus, like I said, all these all these different girls that I photographed that either they're not modeling anymore, or they're they've moved away, or sure. they don't they don't look the same because of having kids or whatever. I mean, whatever's on my phone of some of them, that's it. And some of the same thing with them. Some of the pictures they have is what I gave them, and and that's it. So uh, I might start shooting again for it, but then at the at the same time, it's just like eh, it's not really my priority i mean if i'll put it on the back burner it's like another project but and that you know and i would like to have maybe like another gallery show sooner or later but well, you if you know, do right now, let me
0: know i'll come down know, the
1: thing the thing is they're they're not really doing them like they used to because you know covid or whatever you know right. like it's expensive to have an actual gallery you know it's just it's hard to i mean i mean i hear about them being Put together here, and there, but usually I, it's after the fact.
0: Man, Stanford had that um, that one in at the Peterson. It was amazing. Oh yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the poster and everything. And um, did you ever get the poster of the clock what, that he did?
0: Yeah, I was down there for that. Um, yeah. I uh, I had written a article about him. I guess that somebody had had told him about her. I don't know how he saw it, but he saw it. Uh-huh. And like out of nowhere, dude, like Steve Stanford is like, Hey man, I like your article. <laughs> I was like, "Hell yeah, I was, I was like setting my head on fire. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Steve Stanford hey. knows who I am. Exactly. And then, uh, he had his publicist like hit me up and she's like, Hey, uh, Steve saw what you wrote. He thinks you're funny. Uh, he liked what you had to say. He's having this show down at the Peterson. Do you want to go? And, uh, I looked over and I was like, I had like, you know, starting a family and, you know, working crazy hours. And, you know, to my girl's credit, she was like, you're going like you're not missing out on this. Like you absolutely are going. So I shot down there and you dude, He spent about 30, maybe 40 minutes with me. Dude, I'm looking up, and, like, Foose is walking by, and Trepenye is, like, all these... Dude, all the guys... All the guys. Like, all the guys, like, the real guys are, like, walking by, yeah. and they're, like, looking at me, like, Who, who's the dude that Steve's talking to? And he took all this time, and, like, like with me, and, dude, he's... Like, like he, I know I keep saying it over and over, like, they say don't meet your heroes, because you'd be, you will know, break, get your heart broken, but... Like Steve's one of those dudes. Is he's the he's the salt of the
1: earth. Oh, you know like, who else is who else is like that? Bit though is uh, Chip Chip Foose.
0: Yeah, I met him a half a dozen times, and he's always been really great.
1: That man has the memory because I remember years ago I met him at the LA car show, right? And uh, and his kids were babies back then, and uh, we were talking and stuff. And, you know, I was kind of there for the event, covering it for for the magazine, because they had some lowriders there. So fast forward to, mm, like three or four years later, and uh, that's when they were doing um, overhauling, right? Yeah. And uh, just, you know, like second season or something, and uh, I was shooting a lowrider bicycle. Actually, the guy was from the Bay Area, I think. I can't remember the the guy's name, but he was there with his daughter's bicycle. She couldn't come down because it was a school day. So freaking the... George, the studio manager, goes, hey, man, um, Chip's next door. He wants to come by and see what you're doing. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, so come over. And then the, the the guy with the bike is like, Chip, Chip Foose is here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, dude, he's, like, wiping his, ba- his bike down again. He just finished wiping it down, and he's, like, wiping it down again. Dude, but, I would have, too. So then here comes Chip, and, you know, he's, he likes the lowrider stuff. He wanted to see the bicycle. He came in, and, oh, man, Mr. Foose said, no, no, like no. what you doing? And, ah, you know, shooting this bike. Oh, cool, hey. You know, start talking to the guy. And, you know, the kid was, like, you know, nine years old again, meeting his idol and stuff. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, well, I'll let you guys know. You know, yeah, talk to you later, man. Okay, we'll see you. That's and so the, rad. And he's like, that was Chip Foose. I'm like, yep. Wow. So then later on, and, and I don't know if you know who Carson Lev is. Carson Lev is his good buddy, and he's kind of like his PR guy. And Carson used to work at Mattel for Hot Wheels division. Oh, cool! Super, super cool guy. So they would, we did some, we did a piece on them for Lowrider Euro years ago, and we became friends. And you know, we get invited and check out all the artists and stuff. You know. So then, uh, fast forward, like I said, to um, we're at the at Chip's office and uh, is and he's working on that crazy um, impala that he shortened and narrowed and made it like a you know Oh
0: on the small. Corvette chassis. The sixty oh, five?
1: Dude, that thing was in the raw it was beautiful. I'm like, oh look at this. And then he was showing me the how oh, he was sculpting the seats and everything. And that's when I I, I was I did a piece on, on him for I think it was I'm pretty sure it was Dub magazine, you know, got
0: him, like, Yeah I remember him them.
1: Sitting down in his on his chair and I got a couple of funny faces out of him for a couple of outtakes. Real cool cat. So yeah. then finally, what? When I finished my car and I made it up to Paso Robles, and I'm like tripping out because they're putting me next to uh, Diagostino and Ziochi or Zochi or whatever his name is. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, these are the guys I used to see when I used to come there just as a spectator, and they're parking my car the Riviera next to these guys I'm like oh shit and that guy Richard Zochi, he had that that beautiful like it was a 60 or 50 no it was a 59 peach colored Buick okay and uh, he did a bunch of other shit so anyways he was there and he was like kind like, of looking at me like who's this guy and I'm just like whatever I mean he's, you know like you never meet your heroes sometimes he, right? <laughs> there's so an exception was there. to every rule like, kind of like a, he's kind of being kind of a jerk I'm like whatever <clears throat> so then I'm standing and here, here comes Chip walking up to me. And I, like, hey man, what's up? You know, not even loud or anything. And everybody, and I'm talking. Everybody around that park was looking because Chip was hot. Chip was hot. <clears throat> so we're looking at my car, you know, just looking, looking down at it, and uh, we're talking under, underneath our breath. Yeah. I go. So uh, <clears throat> you think we're being watched? He goes. Oh yeah. I go. They're probably wondering who the hell this Mexican is talking to. Chip. He starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, pretty much. <clears throat> I go. Oh man. He goes, Carla's beautiful. And I'm all, hey, thanks, man. You know. And uh, he goes, um, so what next? I go, well, it's going to SEMA. He goes, really? He goes, yeah. So then they have this thing called SEMA After Dark. I don't know if you ever saw it. Yeah. But it was basically him and Carson Lev. And son of a gun, my car came out of that. (laughs) And then they were talking about uh, a couple of other cars and, you know, talking about the lowrider style and the flake and the patterns and all that. And uh, I got a copy of it somewhere. I think it's on disc, but I think Carson is going to have to send it to me like on a MP3 or MP file or whatever. Um, But, yeah, dude, I was tripping out. Like when, when he showed up and all of a sudden all these people were like, Who's that
0: you know dude it's so crazy to hear you talk about somebody like that like you
1: like true i mean i mean like the coolest dude like you know i got to meet Boyd, which was his old boss yeah i got to walk around chip's old studio before he left boyd you know he had this bitchin tricycle made out all of lumen like 1940s like art deco and and just right there in the raw I'm like oh that thing's badass i've seen pictures of that uh, I was like, man, I don't, I don't even know if they ever finished or if they just left it raw. It was beautiful, and you know all his renderings and his, you know, and, and his uh, sketch s- sketches and his art art table and his desk and uh, I mean, all the tile was like black and white, spotless. I mean, they probably cleaned it, but then I hear that boy ran a tight ship and made sure everything was clean, no matter what, you know, in case anybody showed up.
0: Well, he's you know, a machinist.
1: Yeah, he didn't want it to look like shit, so he yeah. didn't just made sure. And it was—I mean, he used to have this thing called hot rods and Harleys, and uh, that's when uh, Michael did, Michael Anthony, I think he still has thirty-four Ford, that black one with the flames, beautiful car that Boyd did. And then he had that that uh, awesome uh, billet base that Boyd made out of him, out of billet. It was like anodized purple and and, and aluminum, and it was like oh, ah. Huh. And dang, Michael Anthony's short, <laughs> <laughs> and I can really see his hair plugs to Ben. <laughs> oh no! But you know, awesome guy. You know, I think he got the right end of of, of 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 not being in Van Halen anymore. But it kind of sucks. But whatever. But yeah, he was there with the Hot Rods and the It was awesome. They closed down the street for Boyd. And you know, right there in Stanton. It was it was gorgeous. I like, you know. I don't know where those pictures are, but I shot all that on slide. It was it was really nice, but never random. I, I just shot them for myself. But yeah, as far as uh, what things going on, going back to that, after, after these two tangents, um, yeah, we're um, my main focus right now is actually uh, just creating more content for, for the book and for for the Lowrider Today site, along with with Mike Carrington and Saul Vargas. You know, nice. The three musketeers, or the three cabbieres, or the three knuckleheads, depending on what day it is.
0: (laughs) Well, I can't wait to see what you got coming up, and I I hope you get around to doing a book, man. I'd love to see that.
1: Yeah, like I said, we're we're gonna definitely do like a manual or something like that. You know, we got it because you know a lot of people are like, hey, what's you know what's going on with this stuff? I said, you know, uh, even if it's uh, print on demand, which is I think what we're gonna do. And it's just—it's just one less thing that we have to worry about. Yeah, of to that makes run sense. To the, run to the post office every three, four days, and oh, I gotta send out a little and you know, have somebody else handle it. You know, and maybe do some more T-shirt designs and stuff. You know, little <laughs> things like that. You know, it's just—it takes time. You know, like anything else. It's just well, like,
0: dude. If you've ever got anything you wanna—you wanna talk about, I'll—I'll I'll do, down to do another one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe next time we could do with all three of us. That would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I could tell the guys, you know, because, like I said, um you know, they, there's more than one story being told when we put together this Lowrider Today stuff. And we want to talk to people out there, not just guys, but the lady lowriders, too. For sure. And all the youngsters and stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of where we're coming out.
0: Right on. Well, I look forward to doing it, man. Uh, um, is there anybody you want to, like, shout out or. Anything
1: before um, we cut it off? I You know, shout out to everybody that's followed me and the guys through our magazine years, and, you know, hopefully they'll like what we're doing and keep following us on our Instagram and lowrider.today or MarcoMan 64 on <laughs> Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, but not as, as prominent as, uh, as Instagram. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying to build an audience, and we just want to thank everybody for doing, you know, following us nice all this other places here and there and everywhere
0: <laughs> well thank you again for taking the time
1: uh, thank you for having me man
0: all right let me shut this thing down you made it all the way through i really appreciate that that was my conversation with marco patino i hope you guys enjoyed it i'm going to be i'm sure talking with him a bunch more and meeting a few of his buddies over the next few podcasts maybe we'll see how that works out if you guys have any feedback for me or Just want to say what's up. You can always hit me up on my Instagram. That's the lowered hmfic on Instagram and the lowered on Facebook. Um, Also, slowly but surely improving the website at www.thelowered.com. Let me know what's up. What you think? Uh, Any questions or recommendations or want to call me names? I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Hope you guys have a good day. Bye.